Hi, and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Charmed. Um, I am your co-host, Ray, joined by my co-host. It's me, Chanel. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. This episode sucks. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, I, I think I liked it for all of the emotional... I don't want to say trauma because it's not necessarily trauma, but it definitely was. It's not my trauma. Uh, it's not our trauma this week, girl. It's not our trauma this week. I know. For once, for once. But it, I feel like it definitely gives you a good reaction. Or not a good reaction. It gives you a reaction to some things that this go is down. The first so. time, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm being an asshole. And um, this episode was actually good. Um, it's good because... I have watched it, I want to say, four times in the last four years. And each time, I've had a visceral reaction. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like, it's... Phoebe is the most self-centered cunt I have ever had to analyze. Like, holy potatoes. Like, as a character. Like, she is super... Oh. Like, not even when I was, like, doing The Walking Dead was I like, God, you're self-centered. This hoe is self-centered. And I hate her. I hate her. I just want to fight her. In this episode, I want to fight her. So, do you think... I mean, as a middle child, I don't think I was as selfish, but do you think some of it comes off as middle child? No, she's not even middle child. What am I saying? She's the baby. So never mind. I take that back. And I like, can't even say middle child syndrome. <laughs> I have to take that completely back. I was trying to like throw oh her a bone. But I mean, spoiler alert, you're a few seasons too early. <laughs> Oh, so how was your week? Besides, before we get into the episode, how was your week? How have you been doing? What have you been watching and catching up with? I am, I am like on the scandal train still, and okay, uh, it's the it's I'm in season seven, so obviously it's the final season, and it's also the I'm at the arc where. B613 Olivia is about to go down and I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. So I'm just like, no, we're not going to watch these episodes. I'm not going to watch my girl. I'm not going to watch us get, get, get caught lacking. I refuse. Not, <laughs> not bad. No, I've never seen season. I've seen a couple of episodes, but I didn't watch season seven scandals in its entirety. Cause I was thinking, I think I was taking my master's when it was coming out. So I just didn't have the time. So I, I don't Humble have any. So I don't remember. I remember like the like the first couple of episodes, and like the I had was like I have to watch the last episode, and I remember the last episode. But um, you've been told. I mean, see, this is how I know that my phone listens to me because you've been talking about scandal, and now I get scandal TikToks. <laughs> I mean, I, I get pregnancy TikToks. So here we go. You get way more pregnancy TikToks than I do. Yo, oh my Jesus! I, oh my God! I Is the algorithm telling us something? 
I get the pregnancy is horrible and here are the symptoms like here's my body before pregnancy during pregnancy and post-pregnancy and I also get this is how he looked as I handed the baby to him as it came out of my vagina look how happy he looks I get the so pregnancy is horrible. I will one hundred percent admit that I have a alien parasite that is sucking the life blood from me. My husband would like to disagree, but he's not carrying. So the baby's nickname is Parasite, and that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> and um, I do get Par- those videos, actually. It's I Parasite get... Two, the sequel, the bougie the sequel, sequel. <laughs> because right, the parasitic actions don't end once you get them out the room. But I don't get the nice, here is my, here's me handing my baby to my husband. I get the, my husband's upset that I have a bed and he has to sleep on the chair video. (laughs) I had already turned to my husband, like, I will punch you in your fucking throat. You already know I don't have to pay. He was like, but why would I even do that? I don't know, but let's just put it in the atmosphere that I will fight you. Yo. (laughs) Like, I see stuff and I just look at my partner and just be like... You don't understand the fact that like you talked me into this, like yeah, yeah. Cause like you won't have to, boy. Do I have commitment issues? <laughs> you don't have to talk me into this baby. <laughs> that girl, that's what I'm saying. Like you, oh, you already wow. know. I was like, do I want a second one? Cause the first one, I mean. While I love him. Because here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. (laughs) Do you want these problems or are you going to want these problems? Because we're going to be a, I'm going to be like, oh, we're going swimming. What do you mean? Me and my kid are going swimming. The kid you just pushed out? Yeah, the kid I just pushed out. It was been living in water for like how long? We're going swimming. We're going to be that annoying as mommy and me, whether it's me and a boy or me and a girl. We're like, yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I already I planned believe in the- October, we're going to the zoo. And he was like, it's still April. And I was like, but I want to okay. go see red pandas. So and we're going to we the zoo. We are a coordinated unit. So while we may not be wearing red panda shirts, we're going to be, lo- you all know that we are a familial unit. Okay. Right. I mean, we already started talking about my mommy and me Starbucks t-shirts, which Aiden says that he needs one as well, that it cannot. So I understand now that if I do matching shirts for the baby, my my oldest. <laughs> you know what? But I'm you okay. You know what? Stan King, Stan. <laughs> but okay, so we're doing scandal. What else? Anything else that you've been binging? Um, um I finished the dropout. That yeah, okay. Give um. Give Amanda her things. Get you. Give Amanda her. Oh my gosh, she she did that. Amanda did that. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Um, and our boo from Law and Order is in there too. Sam, oh, yeah, Sam Waterson. I'm like, why am I not really? Okay, I see. I feel like yeah. people should like start with that. Like, do you like this guy? Well, he's in this show because I probably would not have watched it if it wasn't like. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's in there too. Um, 
the kid from 13 Reasons Why. Um, <laughs> the Indian actor from Lost is in there, too. He plays her well, he's handsome. love interest. He, they, yo, like, he's, he's handsome. He really, he's... like, Charlize theron himself for the role. I will say that. He's he's very very handsome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's nice to look at. Mm. 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 Anyway, well, that's um, good. And now here yeah. we are at the end of the week. Yay! Work in a couple of days. <laughs> um, have I know we're both on Abbott, so this is how we'll transition onto your stuff. Uh, so we have are. you caught up? Have I am officially finished with Abbott. I think I'm gonna rewatch. I think I'm gonna do a rewatch of Abbott. You know what? I think uh, you should. So good. You first started watching Abbott. You were like, those first two episodes were rough. I don't care what nobody says. People were like, "Oh my god, this was a hit out of the park." Nope. No, those first two episodes were rough. So I think I want to see like now that I've fallen in love with this show because you know I wasn't. Pro- I mean, I literally kept watching on the strength of Quinta. On the strength of my girlfriend. <laughs> so I want to see if I like really would like the first two episodes again. And I mean, it's only like, what, 20 something minutes? 13. So... Yeah, it's 13 episodes. 20 but minutes. Sure, but I was saying like, yeah, like 20 minutes. So I can like binge watch it in a day. And ah, it was so good. The ending was really good. And they did um, that. I believe Sholi Ralph has her Emmy nomination for it. I believe she does. So, um, have we done the Emmys yet? I literally follow her on one of my accounts, and I saw her re- um, I saw her like um, repost something. So hopefully, I'm not misquoting that. Um, or if I am, I'm speaking it into the um. I'm speaking it said it that she is a bubble contender. For a nomination. Well, I'm speaking it. She has it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's she's 65. Like, I think it's and like it's time. She come on now. It's time. She literally is a dream girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's time. She deserves it. But you know what? You know what makes me mad? What there, makes you mad? Like she did it. it the, she did an interview where she was on a show, and like somebody asked her for her credentials, and I'm not gonna get into who asked because we don't need. She didn't drop a name, but if you were asking for like a descriptor, you already oh, know who asked. Yes, yes, it was on the and, view, right, where she was talking about it. Yeah, and the fact that like for me, that is Lauren Hill's mama. And that is Moesha's stepmama. And y'all she's out here being Hollywood. like, she's I know, a true but like, definition of like, but here's Hollywood the thing though. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. They love Broadway and they love our shit. So the fact that y'all don't even give her respect off of Dreamgirls, like, y'all love our shit so much. Hello. But whatever. But whatever. But whatever. <laughs> like, Cause like let's be honest, when Jennifer had her run, 
when she when Jennifer was like promoting the movie, they were bringing out all the girls, like all the dream girls. So y'all had a refresher like less than a decade ago. So like, I love how you said Jennifer and not Beyonce because Jennifer won the Oscar. I'm just saying because most people say Beyonce dream girls, which I have but not Jennifer, seen because. But like we had this conversation before. I haven't seen Dream Girls. That's fine. But like, let's be honest. Jennifer Hudson got axed off of American Idol to go win an Oscar, and she's gonna have a fucking daytime talk show. So, if we're talking about Dream Girls, I'm going. I'm going to talk about Jennifer Hudson. Is definitely a conversation for another day. Um, but I like I said, she went from American Idol reject to Oscar winner. Oscar winner. Um, for what? Dream girls. Well, besides Abbott and uh, the love of Cheryl Lee Ralph, um, what else have I been doing? I'm still, I'm still hate watching the OG Law and Order. Still hate Me watching. Me too. That. I watched it. I caught up. I caught up, and I was like, "Oh, y'all doing this episode about that politician out in Atlanta that was doing it?" But y'all just made it spicy by making him white, like whiter. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 mm, I feel like <laughs> I watch it on the the sole strength of Sam Watterson because I, I can't. Um, Anthony Anderson and Jeffrey Donovan having a conversation about black people being homophobic. I was gonna, I completely was gonna skip that because I ranted to my husband yesterday and he, he after my rant, he looked at me and was just like, what makes you think I want to talk about Law and & Order? And I was like, you son of a bitch, that's not even what I'm talking about right now. Like, I'm not talking about Law & Order. I listen like, to it you was... about cars and engines all the fucking time. You can't do this one time. solid. While it I'm carrying about, parasite, you son of a bitch. It wasn't even about, I was sending him like meanie memes for the rest of the night and calling him a big meanie, but <laughs> it wasn't even about the whole law and order situation. It was, and this isn't the first time that we've it had. It was Dre Johnson. <laughs> no, not even that. And Michael it's Weston. Just, it's not even the first time that we've had on law and order on, on any of the episodes a black and white partnership, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're making it so political because black people aren't the only one to shun or black people as a monolith, right? Aren't the mm-hmm. only ones to shun their family members for homophobia. Like we clearly see this in white families as well. The Westboro Baptist church, like it was just so weird. And I find that every episode there is this pocket of like racial sensitivity that we have to discuss for like 45 seconds it's very and it's awkward it's unnecessary like i just need you to solve where is my quick-witted jerry orbach eyes like (laughs) (laughs) so like it was very weird because like the setup was jesse donovan was like y'all out here protesting against police brutality but not protesting against homophobia and it's like what the fuck are you talking about i was like sitting there and i was like did he just say what i thought this fucker said and i just did he really just say some like dr umar ass with 
I am Dr. Umar because it wouldn't even work. Did he just say would have cursed his ass out (laughs) (laughs) until gay black lives matter? All black lives (laughs) Yo, if that's the slogan, if that's the slogan that Lord Order is going with, I mean it needs Mariska Hargitay to push it. That's all until gay black lives matter. All black lives can't matter. That's what you need. <laughs> yo, you need Benson. Come on. I'm telling you. No, you're not listen. You're that. not gonna you're not gonna pull Mama Riska down. I just need her to stay on focus so she can get <laughs> that lovely man meat by the end of the season. Okay? That's all I need. <laughs> that lovely man you know, meat. Yo, what's crazy is this episode isn't even bad. It's a really good episode. Phoebe is just a horrible person, and neither one of us wants to start dragging her like minute one. No, I'm so ready. We are, I'm ready. Let's go. We're Let's 17 go. minutes in, and we're just like, we got to do this, huh? Anyway. All right. Let's do this. this I'm is ready. season one, episode 20. The Power of Two. The original air date was May 12th, 1999. Um, the writers of this episode, the writer of this episode, actually Brad Kern. And you know what? The level of brutality in this episode, of course it's a man. Of course. The story <laughs> editors, once again, are Javier, uh, Chris, and Zach. And the director this week is... Elodie Keen. Elodie has directed episodes of LA Law, My So-Called Life, ER, NYPD Blue, The Practice, Ally McBeal, Lauren Order SVU, Popular, Scrubs, Judging Amy, The Wire, Nip and last but not least, I say this for you, FBI, Most Wanted. Yeah, I haven't watched the I last once it all season because they killed my boo. Spoiler alert! <laughs> he wanted off He's... the show. He said he wanted off the show to do other things, but his IMDb it's is still blank. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. No, because when he wanted it's off the charm, no, when he wanted off the charm, he had already signed up for Nip Tuck, and he made Charmed work. He, he made Charm okay. work, like he still came back. The only thing that I can think, because there have been rumors, is that they want to give him a second chance at Doctor Doom. And so he has to clear up his schedule for the Fantastic Four for Doctor Doom. Because they said he was a good Doctor Doom, but the script was horrible. Bring my baby back into the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, uh, one quick note, um, one quick trivia fact before we like hop into like the full episode, um, during the filming of this episode, Piper, AKA Holly Marie Combs has to have a surgery for uterine fibroids. So that makes sense. Okay. That's why she's not in this episode. Hence why the episode is the power of two. So the peacock synopsis is Phoebe and Prue must prevent a serial killer's ghost from seeking revenge. Do you want the DVD or the IMDb first? Which one's more dramatic? You already know the answer to this. So give me the drama at the end. (laughs) (laughs) So according to IMDb, 
Piper is sent by her job to Hawaii, leaving Phoebe and Prue by themselves to face a ghost who serially kills people that had to do with his execution for revenge. That was very weirdly worded. And I wish I would have edited it or read it before I said it on air. <laughs> who, who wrote this, I am Phoebe? Anyway, <clears throat> so from the, the weirdly worded to the dramatic, the evil spirit of a serial killer escapes from Alcatraz Island, seeking revenge. It's up to Phoebe and Prue to figure out how to vanquish this evil and stop him from killing again. And they must do it together without Piper. I mean, that kind of sums it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so an- another Ray, note. Do you There's- have anything else? There's like a something that happens about minute 13 in this episode and we're definitely going to go flying past it because there's so much to unpack in this episode but okay there is an exterior shot of a courthouse about in like minute 13 24 seconds in um it's actually the new york county criminal court building located at 100 center street so hey that's interesting look at look you're gonna go to fucking all the way out there to California and not find that building. Guys, it's in New York. Huh. I wonder why they did that. No Are idea, you ready to... but I will not be taking a photo in front of that building for the podcast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, we don't want you to do that. I don't need you getting like arrested or something. Getting I know. what are you doing here? <laughs> so I guess we could jump into uh this week's episode. Yeah. Which I'm pretty oh, sure we'll oh, already man. start to rant before the cold right after the cold open so mm. we're in the hollow manor let me let me set up mm. a scene we're in hollow manor. <laughs> we're in the hollow manor and phoebe is sitting on a table of some sort in the foyer i think um, she just and, took like the, that table they have that table in there anyway it's like a right. floral table so she just like right and she's sitting on it and yeah. then crew and piper are like running around like chickens with their head cut off uh, Piper is looking for a bunch of stuff. One being her plane ticket. So I just keep that in her head that in the background, in the opening shot, she's looking for like her plane ticket. She literally so, says, have you seen it? <laughs> right. She starts off asking if you've seen my purse and pr- they're going back and forth. Well, that's in the kitchen, but have you seen my keys? And then Piper's like, well, that's in- by the TV, but have you seen my plane ticket? Did I give it to you? Prue's like, well, maybe you packed it. And she's like, no, I didn't pack it because I just saw it. So then Phoebe hold, you then go back to Phoebe and she's holding Piper's plane ticket to try to get a premonition and it works. And she sees that Piper is going to be late for her plane, which this is so like, is this, yeah, this is before 9-11, this is before 9-11, right? Or after? Yeah, 99, because um, I saw right, it because in she's, the, she's on the tarmac. Was I in? was I in seventh or eighth? Eighth. You're, yeah, you're right. just the young whippersnapper. But she was like yeah. on the tarmac, and I was like, that would never happen. <laughs> now, yeah. that door would be locked. <laughs> I think that was a PJ. That was a PJ, too. I was like, oh my gosh. So she sees, she sees like, the premonition. She's like, I can't believe it worked. And then Prue's like, found it and snatches the ticket out of Phoebe's hand. And I was just like, so question. I understand the logic. Why is this the item you use 
I understand the logic. I get it. It's very sound logic. But why is this the item that you're using? I can't answer that for you. I can't answer okay. that for you. All right. And cool. also, so the premonition is her being late. And I'm wondering now, as we talk about this, is she late because, or is one of the reasons she's late because she was looking for her ticket and Phoebe had it? Yes. Um, okay. Okay. <clears throat> So we find out that Phoebe has been practicing trying to do premonitions on call so that we're not, she's not waiting and being thrown off kilter when it happens. That's the good news. It did work. And then that's when she tells her my premonition was that you were going to be late for your plane. We also now find out that Piper is going to Honolulu for like little chef restaurant convention. And so she can't be late because she will be fired. So just keep this in mind. So Piper has to be on time and cannot be late because she will be fired. Somebody else talks about it later on. Well, there's only one other sister who got a job. So, so <laughs> actually, this actually slides right into my next point. So when Piper starts complaining, not complaining, when Piper starts voicing her concern about her job security, Prue then voices her concern about her job security, saying like, yo, you can't get fired because I'm already on thin ice because my job is barely fucking safe because of all the demon hunting time off I have to take. And then right. Piper that goes, fudge, I'm running late and I didn't do anything. She didn't do the grocery shopping. She right. didn't pay the bills. She didn't do that. She didn't do any of that. She didn't take care of the house before she had to leave. She didn't even have time to cancel her, her hair appointment. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So they're like, oh, well, Phoebe can do it. She has time. Well, before, no, before even Prue says Phoebe can do it, I, um, she has time, Phoebe actually offers. She says, don't worry, sweetie. I'll do it. So Phoebe offers. Mm-hmm. Piper mm-hmm. says, you sure? And Phoebe says, yep. I mean, I have the time. She's like, I have the time. Um, we can do this. And then Prue, no, sorry. Uh, Piper says, you sure? And then that's when Prue cuts in and is like, well, what Phoebe, what Phoebe doing? Phoebe ain't got shit to do. Cool, cool, cool. But this sounds like in between demon hunting and working her job, she's also still maintaining the household. So what the yeah. fuck are you doing throughout the day? So I do want to note that when Prue tells Phoebe, well, you got the time anyway, Phoebe makes a face at Prue. I don't think Prue picks it up, but she does definitely make a face. Um, And then Piper is now concerned because of the past relationship that the two sisters have. She's like, this is the first time that you two are going to be alone together and I'm not going to be here as a buffer. And I'm like, girl, you should be concerned. You should be. <laughs> so they, so Prue has to go to work. So she kind of like scoots her out because like she has to take her to the airport. Yeah, and Prue's like, before I go, can you also pick up my dry cleaning on the way back from the market? And then they're still giving her more chores. Talk to the gardeners. Please pick up light bulbs. And Phoebe's like rolling her eyes. And she's like, sure, I'll just add it to the list. And she has such an attitude at this point. But because they're all in a rush to get to where they have to go, they don't pick up on it. 
I mean, okay. you can rant. I'm, I mean, you know, this is the rant. This is the first rant before <laughs> we actually. So, get like, to no. Like, so she has like her stuff. She has like feet, like Prue stuff, Piper stuff, and like her stuff. The phone rings and it's her homegirl, Marianne. And she's just like, oh, hey, girl. Oh, yeah, Alcatraz. Oh, I forgot about that shit. I have this whole list, long list of stuff. I have to get to. And then she just like she's she rips up the list. Oh, I know I skipped the part. She was like, she looked at the list and was like, oh, a housewife already. Whatever. And then the phone yeah, rings. And, and then she like crumbled the list on the phone with Marianne and like And threw it away. <sighs> so like here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Here's where I'm confused. It literally sounds like Piper does everything on top of her her list of her list of working and demon hunting, and they're asking you to pick up the slack that you should already you know, be picking up. You know who she? What she reminds me of? She reminds me of. So you have like a mom, like a mom and a dad, right? And the mom, like they mm-hmm. both work. Or whatever. Well, hear me mm-hmm. out because I know Phoebe doesn't work. But they both work. But the mom, because she's a mom, right? She has to like cook and clean and pick up the baby and do all these extra things. And the one time she can't do it, the dad is like hostile for no apparent reason. Like, we don't do shit in the house. And I'm asking you to do it this one time. You get to take a break. You get to come home and take your shoes off and be like, what's on the telly? Meanwhile, right. in between stirring this fucking stewed chicken, I gotta make sure this little brat's homework is done. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm not even a parent. I'm not even a parent. It's not even. This is even that kind of rant. But like, it literally right. sounds like Piper does everything on top of like. It sounds like, and we'll get to that later. But the way the division of labor is set up, it sounds like Prue is the like the financial office and um, uh, Piper is like the office manager. Yeah, I can see that. And you don't do anything. You just get to like lounge around and figure shit out without figuring shit out. And And then you get mad when people expect shit of you or ask you to pick up some fucking slack. Like, there are three people in this house, and you don't contribute to any of the fucking bills. You add, like, who's paying for this credit card that you got? Who's paying for it? Because you don't got no fucking job. Right, right. And on top of that, like, I feel like in past episodes, and I could be wrong, but in past episodes, you've always seen Piper being the one to, like, do the cooking and the cleaning and all of that stuff. I don't ever remember i feel like phoebe's always on like some scatterbrained how to make a quick buck type of thing so i it's difficult for me to have some sort of empathy when we have it's almost like that big statue that we never saw again and we don't know what happened to it like (laughs) it's I understand it was for like the plot movement, but like we've never seen this statue before it's never been talked about before it never get talked about again why is it like a big deal (laughs) right why we care right right so she throws the list away 
and she ends up not doing anything. Now, remember, I can understand. I understand maybe the additional things, but she did promise uh, Piper that she was going to handle her stuff. But because she threw that list away, she hopped on a bus, boat, whatever like that to go to Alcatraz. Here's the thing. One of those lists of things was groceries. We'll get to that. What the fuck are we going to eat? What are we? Okay, cool. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) So um, we're at Alcatraz and we don't see uh, Phoebe and her friend yet. We're in a jail cell and you see, well, the guy's name is Jackson. So do you want to do the introductions of Jackson and the Soul Collector? Yes. So, yes. Uh, Wow. Jeff Cobert. And that's uh, K-O-B-E-R. Um, plays Jackson Ward in this episode, which is funny because so like this episode is like stacked, and I feel like the way that everybody vibes off of each other, it's because they've all either worked together or have been on the mm-hmm. same lot together for different projects throughout the years. Like okay, so let's see. Jackson played a vampire on uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he actually has like a couple of episodes, which is funny because later on in this episode, Phoebe's like, where's Buffy when you need her? Ha 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 ha. But besides him being on Buffy, he's been on The Twilight Zone, Tank Girl, The Pretender, ER, NYPD Blue, SVU, Burn Notice, New Girls, Sons of Anarchy, uh, The Walking Dead, Shameless, general hospital and most recently big sky and like honestly if none of these like titles ring a bell that's a very weird but if you've ever needed like a smarmy looking evil guy he there you go this is your guy you know this i've always had a crush on him i don't know what it is because he's not like because he's he's a sociopath overly and you, have a thing for, you have a thing for killers yeah. and like he has a he has right. a silent <laughs> power and you have things for like greasy men from sons of anarchy anyway because this isn't even the only sons of anarchy guy <laughs> it's him and the one with the um the irishman the irishman oh Ooh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> he is so the only reason why i have not finished sons of anarchy is because i went to go google something else about What's, I the can't show, think her name and it got spoiled for you? And it gave Katie me the Siegel? entire ending. Like, why did Google have it as like... Oh, yeah. I don't Google nothing about the shows I watch. <laughs> Unless I'm, yo. I I'm think a, I was like, Googling like Katie Siegel and, and something else because I, I think she was coming up with a show or something like that and it popped up, but it didn't pop up like the ending of Sons of Anarchy. It was like Sons of Anarchy facts or whatever like that, which... Looking back on it, maybe I should not have done that. <laughs> but she definitely, uh, yeah. It's just something, and you know, he has, he has what I like to call black man lips. He has a full pair <laughs> of lips. He has a top and a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which man. also, which also definitely helps the crush. <laughs> you know what? Anyway, moving on. Brenda Backey <laughs> plays the uh, soul collector. We've seen her on um la confidential american gothic popular supernatural and Grey's anatomy and like la confidential was a movie that was a time was american gothic um 
you know, it doesn't ring any real bells for me, but it has some boys that we both love in it. So whatever. Uh-huh. And it ran yeah. for a couple of seasons. Supernatural, you already know how I feel about that. Popular. Yes. Justice for Mary Cherry. I will die on that fucking hill. Um, and Grayson, so like they got some really good character actors because first of all, yeah, LA Confidential, you had to like you had to be a character actor down to do that. Like these I don't, new I've actors, seen it, but I don't remember LA. Yeah, these new actors are garbage. These new actors could not do LA Confidential, I'll tell you that. They could not. <laughs> And so, like, that speaks to, like, the 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 credibility of the actors. Because they are really getting some really strong players this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, we see, and we definitely see some more guest stars. As we mm-hmm. get, I mean, it was a very heavily packed as yeah. we get to the season finale. Um, so, what's... <laughs> so, this is actually... Um, this is the first time we actually see uh, Flaming... Uh, the type of teleportation that many upper demo, upper level demons use, which is when she like she's taunting him and then she's like whatever and bo- and she disappears in flames. Yeah, at the end of their scene. Yeah. So here's where I get further annoyed with our homegirl Phoebe. Well, she hasn't so- entered the scene yet. Okay. <laughs> She hasn't entered the scene yet. So let me set it up before you go through your rant, because I feel like you're gonna have a rant for every scene. But um, so you see Jackson kind of like walking through the the closed uh jail cell gate. Mm-hmm. And she's like, You don't seriously plan on spending eternity here. And he's like, Nope, nah, I'm I'm going to get off of this rock. It's not I have been here for 37 years. It's not you're not going to keep me here. And so they kind of go back and forth. Um, and he's saying, like, since I've been in this weird plane for so long, I've started to be able to do things. Um, but I it's the ghost effect. To, right. But I have been preparing for my revenge. And she's like, well, a revenge is such a mortal thing to do. <laughs> he tells her to go to hell. And she's like, that's literally my job. What I do. <laughs> is I Duh. ferry souls to hell. So I'm <laughs> coming for you, bitch. <laughs> and he's like, you're not getting your hands on my soul. And she's like, I don't really want your soul, but I do want a witch. Their prize catches, so you're going to help me out. And so they've come to some sort of bargain that if she helps him off of the rock, off of I Alcatraz, mm-hmm. she will. he will help her get a witch. Um, He will help her get a witch. And then that's when... The group, the tour group comes in and you see Phoebe uh, turning that corner. And do you want to rant now or do you want me to? Literally, she doesn't care. She does not give a fuck about this tour. Her head is on the wall. First of all, ew. They don't clean the walls at Alcatraz. Why is you why why are you over here with your head on the wall looking at your nails, not even paying attention to the tour guide? And when I heard that it was Alcatraz that they were going to, I was like, she's been to Alcatraz on a school trip. She's been to Alcatraz at least three times on a field trip. She don't give a fuck about Alcatraz. Right. And I feel that and because I, I feel like once you live in that section of California, it's kind of like us in New York. Oh, I'm coming to New York. I want to go see the Statue of Liberty. I want to go see the Empire State Building. I want to see Alcatraz. Like, that's the kind of vibe I was getting. And I feel like homegirl Marianne just came from out of town or whatever. And it's like, I've never been to Alcatraz. Let's go to Alcatraz one day. 
Because, like, Phoebe is in the back of the tour, again, head against the wall, like, looking at her nails while Marianne is in the front of the tour, like, pretty much homeboys with the tour guide, enthralled on his every fucking word. So you literally said, nah, I'm not going to take care of the household. I'm going to get rid of this fucking, I'm not going to do the my chores. I'm just going to go to this tour that I don't give a fuck about because fuck my sisters and this weird ass midlife crisis I'm going through. Yeah. And let's be <laughs> honest, the way this fucking episode is structured, she didn't even need to be there. She didn't even need to fucking be there. And if you wanted her to be there, it didn't have to be under those circumstances. It really didn't. It, ugh. It just... I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing and I see how they're setting it up. But because it's all mans with their chop, like it's men with their big fucking pork chop hands. Just being so like clunky and disgusting about it. It makes it so bad. One man wrote it and three men chopped it up. So we find out from the tour guide that there are 28 (laughs) inmates that have died here. Um, nine attempted to escape and four were uh, killed by execution. Obviously, there's a legend um, that one of them still resides here, and that's the ghost of Alcatraz. And he's like, oh, the ghost. Oh, geez. So the tour guide ends up going into the cell that Jackson is sitting in or still standing in. And he's like, if you listen, you can hear the ghost crying. Can you hear it? Jackson's annoyed. Um, but we do see the soul collector go, look at him as your get out of jail free card. And she drops, he drops dead. She tells, He's dead. She, no, she tells him um, he can use his body to cross water. Cause that's what happened. Ghosts can't cross yeah, water. Yeah, not at that point. Yeah. So right now, um, after he drops dead, uh, he everybody him? starts paying. I'm sorry. Didn't he like choke him or something? I swear, like he like came up behind him and like. No, Marianne. Marianne did it. I don't know what she does, but he ends up like dropping dead, and so everybody is panicking. Phoebe's like, um, uh, "Call nine one one quick!" And she goes, "Who are you?" So at this point, we now know that they Phoebe can see him, um, mm-hmm. and Jackson's like, "You can see me," and that's when the soul collector's like, "You need to forget about her right now. That's your ride off the island." Hop in, which is so weird. Like, hop in like it's a car and it's literally a dead body. Right there, demons. No. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was actually quite normal. That is... <laughs> right, but it was just like, hop in? Like, what? No. Like, there's like an episode... There's of Supernatural, and I can talk about Supernatural all this episode because look how many, how many people I mean, were on the show. You've anyway. been talking about Supernatural for the last... 20 episodes so that's fine anyway (laughs) but (laughs) um like there's like an episode where a demon talks about riding a meat suit because that's what they refer to humans as as like meat suits and they're just like yeah i like to get inside my meat suit and like ride and it's just so like dirty and gross and like you just another thing I just ride until I get bored of it and dispose of you. Right. So her <laughs> telling him to hop in was just like makes sense. It makes sense. It makes it's like yeah, 
You don't care. Exactly. You don't like. You're gonna like hop from body to body to body because that's what y'all do. I've seen yeah. what's that? Fallen. Yeah. So Phoebe sees him get into the meat suit, and it's like, oh no, no. And don't you do that? Don't do that. Right, right. And so Jackson um gets up. He gets in the middle finger and is like, fuck you, bitch. And does it anyway, pretty much. Right, right. So this old collector is like, hope you enjoy the tour. See ya. And then that is it was a very long cold opening open. scene. Yes. Yeah. Where you've ranted twice so far. Is this a is this a new yeah. Probably not. I mean- the first episodes <laughs> were rough. Probably not. Um, so after the uh, theme song, my peacock song is Set Your Sails by Matt Fax featuring Rabbits. And I'm assuming Mine yours is funny. Stolen Mine Car is stolen. by <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> I never heard the song before, but I- that is perfect. <laughs> I don't know who had a sense of humor. But that was perfect. I mean, ride that too, baby. So in the script that I have, it says that the tour guide's body is zipped up in a body bag, which doesn't make any sense to me because he needed the tour guide's body to get off of the island. Well, they put the body in a body bag and then transported it off the island. And then he could just be like, hop out once it gets off the island. Well, it says the scene... Is Alcatraz and the tour guy's body is zipped up in a body bag and the police are questioning Phoebe. But that doesn't make any sense to me. And in, and as I was watching it, I was like, we never hear about the tour guide again anyway because I, I would have assumed that when he stepped out of his body, he went back to being dead. So I just thought that was weird because he would have needed the body to cross the island. I don't know if that's just an error in the script or I don't know. No, they, like, they call the cops. And yeah, wouldn't the cops take it to like the coroner, which wouldn't be on Alcatraz Island? Like eventually, the body has to get off. Well, oh, okay. So in my head, I assumed that because we don't ever see the body get back up. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I assumed he got back up and could like continue himself off of the. Right, but he used the dead body to get himself. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, so now we're at Buckland's. Yes. And it's Prue and Claire. And Claire is, you know, basically giving her compliments, like, in all honesty, I'm so glad that, you know, you're here because I don't think that you, Buckland's would have survived yeah. without you. And she's like, but, bitch, you still need to show up to work, okay? Like... You got all of these extra shits that you do in these family emergencies, these unexplained absences. I pay your bills, ho, and we about to try to sell, okay? <laughs> so if you're not going to be here to make a big impression, you're not going to be able to keep your job. Like, I mean, that's fair. Each other? Which, you know what? That is totally fair. As they're having the conversation, Prue's assistant, Monique, opens the door, and it's Phoebe. And Phoebe's saying that it's an emergency and it's like, hey, have you heard of the ghost of Alcatraz? And I had to cuss that bitch out. Just just because. Because I not feel like if Monique said, I'm going to call just... you back. 
Or she's in a meeting. But she told, but even before she left, she said, I need to like focus on work right now with everything going on because I need to keep my job. Like this could have waited until she got home. You literally, (laughs) yo, first of all, I don't even want to jump that. I don't even want to jump ahead. But like, it technically could have been an emergency had you said what you needed to say. If you were going to address about the whole situation. Right, right, right. Right. You're right. hundred percent. hundred percent. Because so she doesn't like, tell her I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't do the chores. She doesn't tell her that she went to Alcatraz and so a ghost climb into a dead body. Like, my notes are what, like, what happens when Prue gets home? Cause she like made up, she's like, said some lie about the chores. Like either she didn't start it yet or she'll get to it or whatever. But either way, she doesn't address the chores that are that she needs to get done. So you over here lying to this girl. What what are you gonna do when she gets home and sees that I, I mean nothing I mean, has been done? I mean I mean we, we know what happens. We we know what I she know. does. So Prue asked her if she saw the ghost and she said no. I couldn't have seen the ghost because I was here doing work, but my friend Marianne saw the ghost. But she thinks it might have been too, but she's really not sure. Prue's clearly annoyed here. And she's like, what? Witches are the only, aren't the only people that can see ghosts. Blah, 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 blah. Claire, she then kind of hints in that, like, I found out that some evil spirits need a body to transport them across water. Which, if you had been honest, then that sentence would have made sense. Because now it just sounds like you called me to ramble. Because you're not mm-hmm. doing the shit that I asked you to do. That's like when my son, when I asked him to go do something, he called me and be like, do you remember when, when I, when you, when we, and can I have a cookie? Like, bitch, I asked you to clean the bathroom. Did you clean the bathroom? (laughs) Do you remember when I was inside of you when I kicked you that time and you said, I ate it and I heard it? (laughs) She's so immature. And then... It doesn't make sense because when she was, remember what they talked about this a couple episodes ago, when she was in New York, she was holding down all of these jobs, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth, and doing all these things. And she has a person for everybody. But like, I need you to focus and do the same thing here. Like, I need you to take your Adderall and pay attention. And and, be honest. And like, then, like, through the time to lie, if we have a ghost that just hopped off of a rock. <laughs> so, Claire opens the door and is like giving Prue the look. And she's like, she lies. You can hear her on the phone to Phoebe, like, I'm sorry that the furnace exploded, but you're going to have to handle it. And then calls Claire, like, there was a furnace singed exploded. Eyebrows. And, her, and her eyebrows were singed. And I just, uh, she's exhausting as a sister. Like, she's not even my sister. She's not a real person, but I'm exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're at the police station. Andy and Morris are here together. Finally. Um, There's missing case files. And Morris asked Andy if he took them. Andy did not take them. And he was like, well, that's really strange. Maybe the captain's reviewing them. Uh, do you want to talk about not reviewing them? I hope, yeah. Hopefully, the captain's not reviewing them. Um, do you want to talk about it? And Andy's like, talk about what? And he's like, 
the way you've been acting since the last time you saw Prue. And Andy's like, and Andy uses the same thing that Prue says. I wish I could tell you. I just have to work things out on my own first. So I thought that was kind of interesting that he was always like, mm-hmm. you need to tell me the truth. You need to tell yeah. me. Ah! But then his partner is he- like, you got to let me work it through. And I, I mean, think Andy a bitch. What would we say about men and their audacity? Right. So we see a black lady walk in. It's a, a black, black inspector now. gadget. Yep. And she's like, look, you guys are the experts on all the freaky cases. So I need you guys to help me figure it out. Um, so we have a victim. And the victim was stabbed 13 times in a circular pattern in the chest. The only thing that was found was a knife. There was no other evidence. Um, but on the knife, there's a solid thumbprint. It's not like the way they typically do um, thumbprints, but they got it from fluoroscoping, which is an ultraviolet. Yes. Yes. And so she goes, this is where it gets freaky. It matches up to Jackson Ward, which we just met in the cold open. Mm -hmm. And that was a serial killer that was executed 36 years ago. They checked it twice. Dead guy's murder weapon. It's him. So Andy takes it and they're like, where are you going? And then we're like, back. He takes at... it and walks out. And the lady's like, bitch, I asked you a question. Like, how you gonna take my evidence and run? The fuck is this? <laughs> like, you don't even try to, like, be low about your, like, your dastardly deeds. Even though no, we know it's not dastardly, out. but you work with cops. They all gonna think that you suspect. Right. Just, like, say something. Or be like, oh, I have right? a hunch. She just walked out. So now going back to what you previously said, what happens when Prue gets home and sees that the chores aren't done? So, so Prue, Prue walks into in the, the back. Prue and looks she sees... like that mama that I told you when you got home from school to take the meat out the freezer so I can cook it when I get home and she get home and there's no meat on the on the countertop. That is the she look that she like gives. Every, she no, she dishes. looked like every black mom who came home from work and not only was the chicken not out of the freezer, there are dishes in my sink. Oh, the Bitch. look that she gave. I was like, I feel that. Like I definitely like had some residual chills from when Rashida would come home from work and that chicken was still frozen. Bro, she opened that fridge and all that was Ooh. in there was a bottle of Tampico and like not even eggs bro like a spittle of orange juice she asked Phoebe if she went to the market and Phoebe's like no I got sidetracked with the ghost research and there is no money in the household account so when you called me about the so when you called me about the emergency, why didn't you tell me that there was no money in the emergency account? Maybe it was because you checked the account, knew that there was no money in there, and when you fucking did, like made up your mind that you weren't going to go in to do the groceries, you were like, that's the lie I'm going to go with? As if that doesn't make any... Like... Like... Wow... We are literally watching a script on like weaponizing confidence. It is. It is because she it's, goes, um, well, what about the dry cleaning? And she's like, I'll go tomorrow, I swear. And 
Prue is just like, well, I really wanted to wear, you know, that outfit tomorrow. And Phoebe's like, I know that I promised, but this just seemed more important. We're not going to get into a fight already, are we? I mean, I wouldn't want to prove Piper right. So, like, sis, you never explained to me why this is important. I still don't know why this is important. You just told me that your homegirls are a ghost. Bitch, black people say ghosts all the time. I work in an auction facility. Bitch, I see a ghost every other Tuesday. Like, people haunt they shit. You have not told me why this is important. However, you know what is important? Us having food in the house. Me having clothes to wear to work. So I can make a good impression because my job is literally holding on by a fucking thread. Also, also, the tampons I asked you to get because guess what? A part of looking the part is also not bleeding through my fucking clothing. Like, I understand that you thought it was more important to look at the ghost. But bitch, I don't know, Marianne. That's not my bitch. She's only had three fucking credits. I fucking skipped that shit. Because like, she only had... Sorry, Victoria Fang, who plays Marianne, you've only had Charmed, Diagnosis, Murder, and Once and Again. You are not that important to me for me to be like, oh yeah, Marianne. No no disrespect, because I love me some Diagnosis, Murder. Come on now. Oh. I, anyway. think those who, I think not like getting into a rant like you, but she clearly, once Prue had asked her to do the additional thing, she clearly had no want or will to do it because the moment Marianne called she had crumbled up the ball so it wasn't even a matter like oh my god I saw a ghost and this has to be worked on she wasn't gonna do she would have went to Alcatraz and came home and watched TV she'd have watched some sort of and then been like oh I couldn't do anything because there was no money in the account and it's like but the thing about this shit it affects you too but that like bruh Look how bare bones that fridge is. She got and a again, man for everything. She probably had one of her hoochies. Called. You know she, she went to. Called. You know she did. She went to Quake. She went to fucking Quake. That's all she does. She just went to fucking Quake. Who needs to go oh, groceries? I'll just put it on Piper's tab. Right. She went to fucking right. Quake. Like yo, that, yo. And the fact like, that she like weaponized, like you wouldn't want to prove Piper right. The look, been, like, gave, the look that Prue gave her. The look that Prue gave her. Yo. Whatever she was working on would have got tossed. I would have used my powers and then fling that shit. I know you're not supposed but to you use your powers against sisters. You know why she, she didn't want her ego? No, because who? if she had broken that laptop, who would have paid for it? Phoebe ain't got no right. money. She'd have to pay for it. Because <laughs> there have been times where I'd be wanting to fling shit in this house. But I'd be like, who going to replace it? Me. I literally you know that feeling. Blast. You know that feeling. Yeah, I literally was about to say it. Like, I have glass plates in this house that I will break if I am that angry but then I don't when I get to that point and I'm like crap who's gonna have to clean up this the shards of glass right, <laughs> who's right, gonna have right, to so, clean this up exactly after I break she it thought. she was like and I'm like, gonna have to sweep this shit up because I can see her like like flinging things everywhere and Phoebe be like well you know since you're gonna act like that I'm just gonna go to bed and she would have to stay downstairs and clean it up because we have never seen Phoebe to housework. Bro, the level of wow. The the fact that like Prue did not put hands and feet on her. The it fact that like, Prue I have to prove Piper right. 
You know, I don't care. Prove her right. Bro. This bitch is gone. Bro. She can't save you. Bro. We can have that conversation when she comes back from Honolulu. Tonight is the night yeah. when my hands get placed on your face. <laughs> Bro. I was putting myself in Prue's shoes and I'm just hearing that shit. And like... Yo, like my eye would twitch. Like I just came from work yeah. and this has has confirmed that I'm about to lose my job. This bitch called me on some, I seen my friend saw a ghost, but did not, as an emergency, but did not tell me that we don't have any money so I can buy food. I get home and it looks like hell has sprung open in my kitchen and you on here talking about, well, we ain't had no money in the account and you sitting here researching, like the flames. Bruh, I would have fucking yo, I would not have blamed yo. If I was Prue, I'd have been like, you know what? You got it. I'd have got right back in my car, drove to Quake, gone to the bar, got a hotel for the night, <laughs> and just been like, I'm not talking to this I'm like, I'm not like she I'm has. Not. I'm not. The capacity to even like spend additional funds, right? Because there was no money in the household account. So does she even have like the capacity to spend additional funds? Because who else is working? I've been riding Andy's dick. Like I know we're not seeing eye to eye, but I got frustration. And either you locking me up for a real crime or I'm locking that dick up. What's up? Tell me, I don't even think I would have thought that far. I, I she would have said that she would have, because then she like turn around and be, and it's the way she turned. When she did too. it, she yo, no, you know when she did it, you know when she did it, but she was like, oh, hey, did you get the dry cleaning? And she was like, and turned like a bitch that don't pay no bills, like a bitch that don't pay no fucking bills. Like she huffed and puffed. Like you getting on yes. my fucking nerves like bitch yes. don't you see i'm working yes Yo, and she, and she did that like over the she didn't even give her like her full frontal she turned over her like, shoulder and was like i mean we wouldn't want to prove piper right and i'd have had a swing 20 Yo, year old me 21 year old me your analogy of like a husband and wife in the division of labor that yeah. was literally the like <sighs> yeah yeah. Yo, yeah. that is literally when the husband is like, Yeah. My mother, we don't want to prove my mom right, you know? Yeah. Or like, I'd have been like, That's why your mom is dead in hell, bitch. <laughs> that is like the equivalent of him being like, Well, you know, my mom was a single mom and she got it done. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the energy i wish we had a video the... because like my face when you said that was like you put the cherry on the sun that is she... the energy that is the energy she gave her and as god is my witness yo i would have flung this sword at her I wouldn't have stabbed her with it. I would have just threw her the sword. I'd have just been like, <laughs> "I'm out." Because I how fucking no, dare I, you? How fucking would, dare I you? Twenty-year-old me, twenty, because they're like what in their twenties, twenty-two, twenty-three, mm-hmm. whatever like that. I would have. 
I would have blanked swing, out because you knew that I would swing, you knew I was prone to blackouts. I mean you want to be really upset you, per your grandmother. Right. Per my grandmother, there is a demon that lives inside of me and we don't know when it's gonna come out. And I feel like at that point in time, I'd have went pure, pure about this. But I feel like, like that would have been valid. It would have been valid. I would like here's the thing though. Here's the thing. If you really, if you like, we can semantics it all along, all you want, but she handled it poorly. She's a manipulative liar. She's a gaslighter. Yeah. And she's a fuckboy. And she's useless. And I want to like, I know we have to move this along because we both are 100% in agreement. And I want to move the conversation along. But I want to pin in the fact that the ghost of Alcatraz, we have to fix this. We have to do all this stuff. And I'm going to bring it up later because when I rewatched it, I was like, on top of all of your manipulative bullshit, all of your focus being on the ghost of Alcatraz, you were useless. And we will bring that up later. So after, so right before Prue can swing on this bitch, Word! Word! I know what you're I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. And the fact that your ass be like, well, I'm studying the book. All right. Okay. Anyway. So right before Prue swings on that ass, the doorbell mm-hmm. rings. Rightfully And so. it's Andy. And Prue is this little like tension that they have here mm-hmm. was such a nice segue from the it fact was a that good... she wanted to stomp her ass out. It was yo, because like I know we said I know we're not we need to give Shannon Doherty her things because the face acting alone, she looked at Phoebe like every West Indian mother looks at her kid when the decision to sink and this bitch is being an asshole and you like yo how far could i beat this kid before the cops come and then the quick turn the duality the, the, the fact quick that she turn. was able to like put it into a box close the lid hi andy i like, just her eyes yo shannon Doherty's eye acting her eye acting went from flames to twinkles and like half a scene and I was like bitch bravo I see why they kept hiring you I see it so Prue is like I'm glad you know I was wondering if I'd ever see you again I feel like you're mad at me and Andy's just been like nope this is just a really lot that I have to process process. and so I wanted to take some space for myself and so Prue's like kind of like pushing him does this mean you're okay with it and he's like I love the way he pivots he's like I'm here on a case um, he's like, if this had happened before last week, I would have probably been looking for a more logical explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, she invites him inside, <laughs> but nothing really happens. And he basically is explaining everything that's going on. We find out that, um, the son of a former DA was murdered and the only evidence points to a, basically points to Jack to, he says the last man executed on Alcatraz and Phoebe goes, Jackson Ward. Like, first of all, bitch, nobody invited you into this conversation. Like, that irritated me, too, just because we're not on good terms. Why mm-hmm. are you in my business? Go back to the kitchen. Remember, you were so busy. You were so busy working. I know at this point she's still at the computer, but shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. Nobody's talking to you. And Prue oh, handles it well. Piper pays the cable bill. You can't even be trusted to pay the cable. Anyway. Nothing. So basically, so 
Prue um, asked her how she knows that. And she's like, well, I told you. Um, I was trying to figure out who the ghost of Alcatraz was. And I believe that Jackson Ward's name was at the top of the list. Um, Andy is like, ghost? And then they start talking about the ultraviolet fingerprint because she sees it um, on the picture of the knife. The whole thing is very suspicious, obviously. We find out that the son that was murdered is the son of the DA who prosecuted Budahan. And Prue is like, coincidence? And uh, Phoebe is like, no, Phoebe says coincidence. And Prue is like, I think it's an awfully big one that it's your mm-hmm. friend who saw the ghost of Alcatraz. Like, bitch, I'm on to you. I haven't figured this shit all out yet because now I got to eat and I have a migraine and it's been a long day. So my brain's bro. not working, but I'm on to you. Oh, bro. I just... I know we keep going back and forth in this, but like the lack of wherewithal, like not one, but two people said, I'm worried about job security. And you just like, I'm just going to pop my pussy on over to Alcatraz because what am I? I'm 22 years old and nobody's housewife. You dumb fucking bitch. Like, it was so, like, like, going back to my original point, we didn't even need you to be at Alcatraz because Andy coming over, he literally was like, if this was last week, I would have gone for something logical. But seeing what I see, knowing what I know, I'm going to go to the, to the freaky bitches I know. And not in that way. Right, right. You right. Somebody's playing gospel music. I don't know where it's coming from, but like, it is Easter weekend. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> So Andy um, still seems kind of shell-shocked and Prue brings it up and he's like, you know, I'm just still trying to get used to the fact that there's demons and witches and now you're bringing in ghosts. And I'm like, you know about demons and witches. I feel like ghosts are the least of your concern. But this one is also murdering people. So I feel you. I feel Honestly, you, that's something that you like, that is like a trope that I've seen whenever that like oh, you have magic. Like, when a mortal finds out about magic, it's always been, like, like, on Lucifer, it was like, oh, yeah, I, I like, angels and demons, but, like, there's more? Because, like, Right, was, like, you yeah. just saw a demon. You, there's a whole tra- travel channel dedicated to, like, ghosts, and that's where you draw the line? <laughs> I feel like, like that would be the least of my concern, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like I feel like it's it's very weird because it's always like I would I believe in angels like I believe in heaven and hell so I guess like I believe in angels but you know expanding to demons and expanding to like bro you have to expand your fucking brain to accept Noah's ark but you can't accept fucking demons which makes no I and I thought about that too the second time I watched it. So we know that he's a Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. And if <laughs> you can understand, if you can understand having like, because I feel like the Roman Catholic is like the to do anything of anything supernatural, right? So you have like how they, how they, you know, say that the Pope is dead. How we bring mm-hmm. a new Pope. The fact that there are tons of like skeletons. <laughs> that mm-hmm. are lined up on purpose um, in some of their mausoleums. And the Bible talks about angels and demons. Like, 
it is a well-known thing that there are demons that are walking around this earth. I think I sent you the TikTok this morning where it was like, God punished punished Job on a bet. Like that shit is wild. Wild. But like, you can accept that. You can accept that, right. but you'll be like, right. Ghost. You can accept you can accept your Lord and Savior ruining a man's life off a of bet. Off a of bet. Of bet, my G. But you can't be like I- I just remember being in liturgical school and we would talk about Job and because you use Job as as like the faith base, right? Like if Job can go through all of this and and still have faith, shouldn't you? And I remember my mom died. They would be like, have the faith of Job. And I would be like, I remember like a bet, (laughs) a bet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember what, like we had like, my mom I went to bible school like bible class with my mom because my mom was definitely the mom that was like Sunday in church Wednesday in church Thursday in church church, right and so like I would have to like literally study the bible and then talk about it with a bunch of like elderly people and they're not elderly people I was just a kid and everybody was like 40 or 50 whatever right right and I I read Job and I was just like this is the most fucked up thing i have ever read you can like this is the worst horror like my g this is yo the god that you want me to fucking like give my life to is pretty much an uh, an atlantic city gambler he's us he's so up <laughs> like this man is a this man is like there is a gargoyle. Put it all episode. on black. There's a gargoyle episode that talks about this, and I remember being like watching it when I was younger and going, "Oh, this is Job." And I don't remember who the two character was, but you know how like gargoyles is very like Shakespearean heavy. Mm-hmm. But there's and they're over a chessboard, so I think it's like the rich guy and somebody else, and they're basically doing like this whole. Well, if we do this. How do you think they're going to react? And he's like, no, I think they're going to react this way. And so they do the whole cartoon episode where they're betting on these characters reacting a specific way. And it just blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, this is this is Job. Did we really just reenact Job but on like, the gargoyle? So I was like, not I'm going to kill your kids, but if you still stay true, you still hold me down, I'm going to give you four more. I love my two kids. I love my. <laughs> I I'll love... give you more riches. Yeah, I'll give you more riches than you ever had. And I want. And it's interesting because <laughs> we're going to come back to this at the the finale, mm-hmm. um, and and how his Roman Catholic faith I think plays a role in the last few episodes because him being a Catholic and I know they don't really talk about it a lot, but I really think. I mean. You had a whole of the drive. Of being like, my priest? He's my right. priest. I think right. him right. holding on that priest like that is what really put the cherry on top for him. <laughs> but it's just so it's just so interesting to me that he's just like ghost. And I'm like, you are a Roman Catholic. Like y'all have like all of the to me, I just feel like being Roman Catholic and just the amount of rituals that they do. This should Wait, have come to no are surprise. Are praying to a ghost? Well, no. Well, 
Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) What's a fancy word for ghost? Spirit. (laughs) I mean, I mean. mean, What's a fancy word for fucking ghost? Holy spirit. He was like, like, I'm back, bitches. (laughs) And then he floated up into the air and was like, see you later, homies. Do not forget me. Do not forget me. <laughs> oh man, I'm so cold out. And then yes, you do have the. I mean, so I mean, there's two ghosts, right? You the and the Holy Ghost. So you're right. You got that. You got that. But I'm gonna move on because you're not gonna have me. The Caribbean, the Caribbeanness of me can't have me doing blasphemy like Easter, Holy Weekend, like. <laughs> <laughs> yo one more thing the worst thing you could ever do to two children who are on the spectrum is force them to read the bible because what we just gonna do to you is be like so which is what exactly what happened which is god said exactly. surrender your heart and not your garment so guess we'll be wearing jeans to church if you're gonna make me go <laughs> so I used to use that all the time. All the time. And my mom was like, but I'm not God. I'm your mother. Put on clothes. And I was like, okay, you got a point. But wouldn't you... So what you're saying is... No, my mother was a master your sergeant. Word, That's your, when I stopped. Yeah, but no. I, I was like, but what you're saying is your word goes above God's? Because I, the house I that we're going... Too, t- too many times when I was younger because of my sarcastic responses. And so I learned. It's not a sarcastic up- response if it's a logical follow-up, your honor. <laughs> no. Nope. She would give me that, but I am your mother. And that was just, and Tommy would give me the look like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you pissing this woman because... off? Okay? Why, why you got her looking like Prue? Because you ain't buying no goddamn groceries. <laughs> you know what? Let's get back into this episode. So so right before we cut into Jackson being Jackson, um, and I do like the way that they handed it off to the next scene. Mm-hmm. Andy goes, if it is the ghost of Jackson Ward, who is the killer, how do I stop him from killing again? And then the very next scene is Jackson getting ready to kill. And I was like, that's such, it was a really good setup. We talk about like Mm -hmm. sometimes how the transitions are really wonky, but I wanted to call that out, that that was really well written and directed because the very next scene you see him walking, like literally walking through the door in the judge's Mm -hmm. office and he's talking to the judge judge and can't hear him say shit. (laughs) So the judge is played, Judge uh, Renault is played by Jack Donner and we've seen him in Kojak, Baywatch, Days of Our Lives, um, Buffy, Malcolm in the Middle, Birdie Mac Show, Reno 911, General Hospital, and Bones. And he died in 2019 at the age oh, of 90. That's a good good life to live. Mm-hmm. Farewell. I mean, he didn't survive that long in the episode, but farewell. And like, bro, he was he was pretty old in this episode. So like he was, he was. And if so, he died at ninety. It's like Jesus. Jackson is like talking to him, and he's basically like, "So we meet again," and he goes. Now remember, the judge can't hear him, and I we I mentioned this to you in pre pro. 
He goes, mm-hmm. you could have shown me some mercy, giving me life in prison, but you wanted to put me to death. And this, I think, is where another one of my... This is where we both were like... We, I literally... I hit you up yesterday before we even like recorded this episode, or even hopped on this. I was like, this man wants revenge because he's a serial killer who got caught and wasn't he wanted life in prison he didn't even want the death penalty he felt that like the being sent to the gas chamber was too inhumane sir you murder people by stabbing them in a circular motion 13 times in the chest how humane is that i feel yeah that's that's exactly how i felt when i watched this i was like you are a serial killer who got caught right like you you got caught and then you got what was coming to you by law. Yeah, you weren't going to get life in prison. You were a, a ritualistic serial, serial killer. And you were so angry that your soul did not leave the mortal plane because you didn't get life in prison. Like, where is the outrage? How dare you, you son of a bitch? Like, <laughs> again, written by men. Edited by men because I just I don't understand where all of the like woe is me is going on in this episode because clearly the audacity that is rolling off of these people in this episode like sir you are a ritualistic serial killer <laughs> what were you expecting here bro what bro. was the expectation here. You you should have shown me mercy, sir. Where was the mercy for your victims? Again, you and 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 you in this st- scene, we see this man kill the judge. I mean, it's coming. We don't really have to talk about anything else in this yeah. episode. In this scene, excuse me, and his motherfucker stabs him so many times. Like he stops at one point. So first of he all. He talks so to like the, soul the, the, the soul collector comes in and she's like, all right, you got your little revenge or whatever. Help me get my witch. And he was like, and this is how I know, like you didn't deserve the clemency or you deserve death because she said, I helped you. So help me. And he was like, you think I'm done? You think this is it? That's because I got the judge, bitch. I'm getting them all. And he literally and starts stabbing him with glee. And it's so... Like you, you don't see it, but you hear it. You hear like the squishiness, and she is so bothered by it that she has to look away. Like this is a soul collecting ass demon who is disturbed by a ghost, and you telling me he deserved life in prison? You telling me you think you deserve like, bruh? You just think of all the souls she has collected for her to be disturbed by him. It was wild. It was so wild. Like you and started that's the to man see you're attracted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like you start the seed saying you should have shown me mercy. And this is how we ended the seed. And I was just like, bro, you deserved every like they should have shot you when they found you, bro. <laughs> like, Bruh. Again. <laughs> Third, and first of all, those don't even look like 13 stab wounds. I'm just look closer to 20. Because they're like, here's the thing. They're like big 
And like, there's like, you know, they're like, he stabbed him with a letter opener. Now, a letter opener, I mean, they, they can be sharp, but like, sharp? they're not that sharp. Like, the, the, the force, force you need. that you need. And you know what? We will get to what he uses to stab people when we get to it because he picks up some items that are just like, okay, I know you're okay. a ghost, but you're not stupid. <laughs> but anyway. Okay. The brutality in this episode is we've never seen it like this. And, like, again, we've definitely seen, like, Luther Stubbs be... Wow, I can't believe I remembered that man's name. We've seen Luther be, like, stabbed with the crystal sword. But, it, like, we've seen Mickey antagonize... <laughs> we've seen Mickey antagonize a child who just lost his mother. But we've never really seen... Like fuck, even Mark's like Mark's death in Dead Men Dating was violent. But we've never I'm seen sorry. like I was laughing because he definitely shot his dad close hmm? range in the chest. I said Mickey definitely shot his dad close range. In the right? Like we've never you seen. You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You wanted brutality in these episodes, and I got it. That I'm, wasn't I'm directed to a black child. So here you go. This is what you. I'm want happy. I'm oh happy. But, like we've never seen. Do you hear your sociopath self though? I'm happy. I'm surrounded by. I'm happy <laughs> that a black child is no longer the brunt of somebody's terror. Wow, and that makes me a sociopath. He was no, lo- you- he was no longer the brunt of anybody's terror at 46 minutes and 37 seconds when that episode ended, and we never heard from him again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, no, it's not even you. Um. <laughs> So it just, it's so, it's so brutal. And like, I think that's really where the desensitization begins for a lot of us because bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like he looks happy stabbing him. He like has this little conversation. Like he's very like, I'm going to murder a lot more people and I'm going to like yeah. be excited with every one of it. And like with everyone. Yeah, he was he was here for it. So mm-hmm. uh, now the police are at Judge Renault's office. They do see that he is dead. Um, we find mm-hmm. out that yes, this is the mo of Jackson Ward. Morris automatically thinks this is a copycat killer, but we find out that how he murdered his victims was never released to the public. Mm-hmm. So, which is weird um, because let's be honest, if any if you've watched any true crime show. Or if you've listened to any true crime podcast, the leaks are always coming from inside the house. The leaks right, are right. always coming from inside the house. Right. So um uh, they didn't dust it when they did dust it for prints, um, nothing came didn't out see of anything. it. So Annie makes sure so they, them, And then we see like, the fingerprints and Ten Bucks said it was wards, and he he goes to leave. And Andy said, um, Morris tells Andy, don't go jumping off the deep end. Jackson Ward is dead, and he's been dead for a long time now. Bro, 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 bro. The black lady already told us. Like, your little black homegirl already came in and told us that she ran the fingerprint twice, and it's Jackson Ward, so it's not me going off the deep end. We already off the deep end, bro. We're off the deep end. We're off the deep end. And Andy's like, we just need to figure out what's going on here because clearly somebody's going around killing people. He tells Morris to go put together a list of potential victims um, and anybody that had something to do with his conviction. 
and then mm-hmm. he walks out. Which I mean, honestly, I think he's what doing else the do you need to work do? that needs to be done, right? Like, this is clear that somebody either has Jackson Ward fingerprints, which is weird because it's been almost forty years, mm-hmm. or Jackson didn't die. Like, I mean, I think Andy is doing what needs to be done, and Morris is so busy and being the sense. skeptic of the episode that he's not. And he, it doesn't make sense for him to be the skeptic at this point because the DA's son was murdered in the similar fashion. And then right. the judge in the case is murdered in a similar fashion. Bro, like the obvious step would be to fucking start looking at per, like anybody who had anything to do with the case. It's not jumping up the deep end. Again, if the black lady fucking inspector was like, hey, we ran it twice and it came up as this man. I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm going to talk to y'all because y'all always do the freaky shit. Right, right. So, I mean, it was it was clear. And I don't know why we have gotten back to Morris being the skeptic. I think at one point we were moving forward with Morris. Mm-hmm. But we've taken a few steps back, um, which is kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. So, we now see well, you we're back what? at Buckland. You know what? I I think what happened, the conversation Andy and Morris have later on, I think Morris already had with other people. And he's just frustrated that he can't. I think Morris already knew. And we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay. And I think it's just a last, a last ditch effort to keep, okay. like, I think that's what it is. Okay. Okay. So we're at Buckland's. The mm-hmm. acquisitioners have arrived. It's the Yakihama group. Um, and Prue is late. And Prue, I mean, Prue, and Claire's just like, she just has a lot of family emergencies. And you can just see, like, she doesn't even try to hide her frustration. Right. So, you know, she's like, you know, Nice to meet you. And he even goes, Mr. Yakihama goes, I hope everything's all right with your family. Monique comes in. And the way she talks to Monique, like, bitch, you're not paying me enough. Like, I am not, Phoebe. You all you did was give me a, a big for your deputy sister. Right? You take out your frustration on you. Because she goes, not now, Monique. Bitch. 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 Bruh. There's a cop behind me, you son of a bitch. Okay? It is now. It's now. There's a cop. I'd have been like, what the fuck you do now, Prue? But, you know, I can't say. So Andy walks <laughs> in and he's just like, I need to borrow Prue pretty much. And like takes her out to your office. Right. And what's Claire going to say? It's it's official cop business. Like, shut the fuck up, Claire. So that's when he's basically telling her that Jackson's killed again. Um, and Prue's like, let me go wrap this up and we'll go figure something out. Mm-hmm. So Claire's not happy. Yakihama. I mean, but again, it's official cop business. So I mean, it's also still a bad was- look because, like, one, this bitch was late, and then as soon as she walk in, she got to pa- walk right back out. Like, it's a, it's understandable, but I already have a bad taste in my mouth. Right, right, and two, y'all don't have nobody else at Buckland's that can work besides. Prue. She's a star student. She's a star pupil. She's head boy. She's the prefect. Nobody, you you know you're not supposed to give 100 percent at work. I feel like she's given just enough. Just enough. 
So we see Phoebe again in the attic looking at the Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. And when Prue enters into the attic, Andy's right behind her. So Phoebe's like, the Book of Shadows. Oh, now you want to fucking, now you want to act like you low? Now you want to act like you want to high magic? Every fucking opportunity you get, you be like, I'm a witch, guys. Guys, I'm a witch. Now you want to be like, let's hide our magic bit. You literally, he saw you perform magic. And (laughs) y'all talked about demons downstairs yesterday, so... The, the Book of Shadows book is where you is draw the line. You were literally in Quake whispering. You literally go to crime scenes using legal names, but now you care. Okay. But now you care. So Prue is like, obviously, bitch, I have already told him everything he needs to know, which is why he's in the office. I'm not as dumb as you. He's been like, we're good. We're good here. Um, so she explains again that Jackson Ward has already killed and we're trying to figure out a way to stop him. Mm-hmm. Phoebe says there's so many references in here. I don't think I've ever, like, I haven't figured it out yet. The only thing that I've been able to come up with is a spell that can only be performed on the astral plane. Which means you got that. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we'll keep looking for something else. So, and here go, here you go, Andy's still kind of shell-shocked. He's like, I've always believed there was another world behind or beyond this one. He even says, I sort of believe in demons, but he never thought that it went as big as, as it this. did. And now we're back to, yeah, well, neither did we, but we believe that there's a reason. So if you've now been brought into this world, there has there to be, be a reason, reason. opened up to you. No, the reason is he, you wouldn't fucking tell him. And he's a fucking cop, so he's fucking nosy. I just, I hate that. There's a reason behind everything. No, the reason is he's not, he wouldn't sit the fuck down. Like, that's why you got to tell him. You know, it's that's it's not reason. funny. It's it's not funny, but it's just, you and Thomason have visceral reactions to that same line. Whenever anybody says there's a reason for anything, you and Thomason legitimately will lose your shit. And it's because you guys have heard it so much with your mom. And it's just like, really? Really? Really, you dumb bitch? There's a reason it's, for it's, that. It's a it's reason why a, you... I know. It's such a disgusting band-aid. It's such a ham. Like, it's, it's, it's on top of like, well, like, God only gives you enough that you can handle. You can I think handle? it's up there. And I'm just like, shut up. Shut your fucking mouth. Fucking mouth. <laughs> what you talk to me? So we find out that the Book of Shadows is a snitch, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Andy goes to stand in front of the Book of Shadows and it floats over to the truth spell. It floats open <laughs> to the truth spell. And Andy and Prue kind of look at it and Prue's like That's moving weird. the pages back. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and Phoebe, mind your goddamn business. Mind your business. Nah, nah, nah. We gonna pay attention to this scene. We gonna break this shit the fuck down. Because it makes okay. no fucking sense. It makes no sense. So, Prue uh, says it just does that from time to time. And she changes the pages. But Phoebe's like, nah, 
everything happens for a reason and goes right back to the truth spell. The scene cuts and we see that obviously she tells him the truth about what happened with the truth spell. And he's just like, what the fuck? And they have that, they finally have the conversation. Like you cast a spell on me and he's like, right, is right. that the reason why you broke up with me? And he's, she's just like, wait, what? Huh? So you just, no, mind you, she should have like um, pivot. And he's like, no, 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 no. Hold up. Roll that, back. Back. Roll that, roll that beautiful that, footage right back. Is that the reason why you broke up with me? She's like, you broke up with me first. And he's like, nah, ho. Come on, spill it. She's like, I mean, yeah, I he guess. Goes, he's like, out of curiosity, how much time did you give me to react? And I'm like, didn't Piper tell you this shit? Didn't Piper tell you ain't give him enough time to react? Like, didn't did I say that this? shit? Like... When we when this happened, I was like, I feel like Eddie just needed some time to like settle with it. I mean, I was but, still right, yeah. But you're right. You're I mean, right. we were both right. We were both right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just needed some time to settle with it, and he's just like, "Yo," she's like, "I gave you a minute," and she's like, "He's like a minute." She's like, "Oh, two. Like, damn, it was a twenty-four hour spell, so I was just under the clock. And realistically, she gave him the full twenty-four hours, um, because she was at his door. And he was like, if you're asking me if, again, he was like, if you're asking me if I want this, and then the answer is no. Um, so, right? I want you so to. So while they're in the I middle of, to. you're so nasty. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I was singing that Weezer song. If you're wondering, if y'all want you to. I know oh. that sounds my head now. But like, I think too, especially knowing that he's been around for so long, like in that 70s mm-hmm. episode, and they've always like, He's, which is probably why he kind of knows that there's something like in the background and there's been other worlds is because he's been exposed to it, to it. Mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And, and you know, Graham's like, like, who knows how long like Piper has frozen him before Graham's walked in? Right. Who knows how long he's been like anything? And I know like Graham's probably like wipes his memory a lot, but there's only so much that she can do. Um, right. Also, so while this, while they're like having the heart to heart or like finally hashing it out, I should say, Phoebe comes out of the attic and is like, what are y'all talking about? As if you did not stir the pot. This didn't even piss me off. Like that didn't even bother me so much. Cause she asked like, are we in, she asked, am I interrupting something? He goes, you stirred no, the we're pot. Done. That didn't even bother me. Cause it's Phoebe. That didn't even bother me. This, this, this next line she says. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Because he goes, no, we're done. What do you mean stop him killing his next victim? How do we do that? And her response is, I have a power to. I have a power to, no. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, where did that come from? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Because we were just upstairs. And the only only resolution that you guys were able to come up with was that, and and it had nothing to do with your power. You pulled it from the Book of Shadows. And the Book of Shadows said that one of y'all have to die and say a spell on the astral plane. What are you talking about, ho? What are you talking about? Nobody's talking about you right now. This is not... So, like... She's be punching the fucking throat. Like, just... You started it. Forgot that you started it. And they got mad when you weren't given attention. 
That's exactly what it came from. You were upset that you didn't give him attention. And Andy never gives you attention because Andy dates Prue or did date Prue. Or they're like, this has nothing to do with Nah, she did. And all I knew, I knew she was a homie hopper. I knew she was a homie hopper. Remember the Woogie episode where she was just like, hey, how you doing? Hey, you want to come inside my house? Hi, baby. I bet you were being nasty when you said that. Right. But like, but... She's she's irritating. She, so because she mm, uh, there's gonna be more rants. There's gonna be more rants. I'm just gonna keep it moving because we're almost at two hours. So, um, you see Andy go into the uh, evidence storage warehouse to get the mm-hmm. murder weapon for case R one three six five eight. He signs for it. Then the officer calls somebody and was like, "Yeah, you told me to call to go." Showed up and he just mm-hmm. left. So they're talking to Andy. Now you see Andy and Morris are talking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's a lot of names, especially you when you add in descendants is what Morris tells Andy. And he's like, where have you been? He's like, well, you don't want to know. And Morris is like, can you, like, basically, can you talk to me? We're partners. And Andy's like, not this time. This is an exception. Which I feel like he's doing the same shit that Brew did. <laughs> and I mean, can you blame him? So now we have Inspector Rodriguez and Anderson from Internal Affairs. Take it away, mm-hmm. my dear girls. Yes. So Carlos Gomez plays um, Inspector Rodriguez. And to be honest, I didn't pull up the other guy's information because he has no speaking line. So what's the point? Um, it's all Damn. the, I mean, it's literally Inspector Damn. Rodriguez's show. But we've seen him on, um, the George Carlin show, Desperado. He had a reoccurring role as an EMT, or sorry, a paramedic, because there's a difference. Um, on ER, we've seen him on New York Undercover, Friends, Fools Rush In, which is funny because that's um, Matthew Perry and Selma Hayek. So, okay, cool, cool, cool. He I, he has to be friends with Chandler. Um. We've seen him in Viper. He's actually in three episodes of Charm. So we know this inspector, um, this internal affairs is going to play out to at least the end of the season. Um, we've seen him in My Wife and Kids, uh, 24, Bird Notice, Madam Secretary, and Big Sky. And I'm not, I don't remember if I said it in pre-pro or I said it in on the episode, but it's super funny. Like, bruh, this man, Big Sky, like, Jeff is in Big Sky, and so is uh, Carlos. And it's just like, wow, you guys are all just running in on the same lots. Like, ER, ER. Um, damn. He's on- You don't have a taste of our lot credit? <laughs> no, right? Um, and Carlos Gomez is actually a lawyer in a most recent episode of Law and Order. Um, and I was just like, I, I remember watching him in that episode and then texting you and being like- Ah, the worlds are colliding. Right, right. He didn't. You know what? He, he aged very well. Do you think so? I mean, all he did was get a little chunky, but that happens with age. Yeah, that's right. I'm chunky. I'm chunky. <laughs> I mean, bruh, Spanish people got good food. We got good food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he does a lot of work behind the scenes, too. So. But you don't always have to be in like tip top shape. We're not all Tom Cruise. 
So they take Morris away to mm-hmm. talk to him about Andy. And when Andy is in the car, Prue and Phoebe are already waiting for him. He hands Phoebe the letter opener so that she can do, so that she can actually like, use her power. Okay. That's what she wanted to do. So she gets to use her power. Um, and she has to explain to Andy basically how her power works. So like you were huffing and puffing earlier, but Andy didn't even know like how your power works. So she had to go and explain what, like how her premonitions worked and, and what she's been doing. And it was like, you did all of that for nothing, you stupid fucking hoe. And I feel like maybe, Prue, I don't think Prue probably, she didn't go into in depth, but she probably did say that we all have powers because she said she told them everything. But I feel like if she wanted, all she had to say was, I have a plan. If I can get my hands on something that he uses, I think I'm, I might be able to pull up a vision, a premonition, something. Like mm-hmm. you getting nasty at Andy because Andy's trying to figure out how to solve a supernatural case is dumb as shit. Go fucking buy some goddamn groceries and call the cable company. Like you're annoying. And your attitude for no apparent reason, when all of us remember before was we have to figure out the ghost of Alcatraz. We have to figure out what's going on. And like, we're trying to figure out what's going on. And you still have an attitude that that's, that's a you thing. You probably maybe yeah. you need to get like Medicaid and get therapy or something like that. Like, I don't know. I I don't know. Cause you're annoying. Like she's use annoying. Use a throughout the credit card that you are, show. use a credit card that you aren't even paying for to, um, <laughs> and leave us alone and leave us alone so she she ends up actually being able to get a premonition um she sees the woman getting stabbed and she can actually mm-hmm. now feel it so she can feel her pain she can feel her terror when andy hands her the pictures um she's able to point it out that it was iris beaterman, beaterman. and that's the or better and that's the person that's the four person the jury, the jury person. that convicted him mm-hmm. Do you have any credits for her? Does she? Does yes, really I matter? do. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. So Leslie Woods plays Iris Biederman. She was on All My Children in the 1970s, Days of Our Lives in 1978. She was on the A Team. L.A. Law once again. L.A. Law is the casting house for Charmed. Um, let's see. She was on Frasier. She was on Clueless, and she was on The Bold and the Beautiful as Grandma Helen Logan. And unfortunately, she passed away in 2003. She's a Logan? Oh, She's a Logan. I do like the Logans. Um, yeah, I figured you would. Be, that's why I wanted to give her the credit, because, you know, that's one of your shows. See, I care shows. about you, girl. I do have to say though, I haven't been watching it since Liberty Bibberty has been on it. And I haven't even watched Liberty any of the episodes. You've never seen the Liberty Mutual commercials. Which one? The one with act- the- he's on that show. He oh, was also so he's actually Andy's son on that show. And I stopped watching it because he literally acts like Liberty Bibberty. Like that too. <laughs> Yo, this episode has so many fucking like there's so many guest stars and so many like references. Right. Liberty right. Bibbity, my God. And that is actually I don't even call him. So his name is Finn on uh the on the show. And mm-hmm. when I talk about talk about it with my homegirl, I'm like, 
is Liberty Bibbity dead yet? And I do catch up on the show. Like I watch like the weekly recaps and I found out that he died. So the episode, the commercial came on last night. And I turned Nation. to Mel and I said, Liberty Bibbity died. I can watch the show again. And he was like, What's wrong with you? You've been waiting for a while. <laughs> no, he knew. He knew. He knew. He acts just like the commercial and it irritates me. But anyway, so we're now at Liberty Iris. Bibbity. <laughs> Iris Biederman's place and Jackson is getting ready to stab her when Annie opens the door with Phoebe and Prue. Phoebe kicks the knife out of Jackson's hand and Jackson goes, mm. you again? And Prue was like, you again? You again? We make an introduction. Oh, I thought you know each other. Oh, oh, her face is like... You gonna snitch on me, ghost? You gonna snitch on me, ghost? Wow. Andy, Andy is so, and I know it's because he's immortal and he doesn't have any powers, but he's so useless because the entire time the scene is going on. He has on, a gun in his he's hand. Just, he's trying to shoot. He just don't know where to shoot. And I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, where is he? Is he still here? What's going on? Point him out, Prue. Like, Andy, shut the fuck up. Andy, you are you shut up. Andy, Andy got his gun. Up. Andy got his finger on the trigger. And it's just like. Um, we gonna go. Let me in. Let me in, Prue. Like I can handle it. Like, stop. <laughs> so, I'm listening. So Jackson um, tells Prue and Phoebe that you basically can't keep saving saving her forever. Um, and pulling out more people others. on my list. Right. He was like, or the others, or yourselves. He was like, now I'm coming after you two bitches too. Because I can't stab. And it's like, bro, what are you mad for? You are a fucking serial killer who got the ability to, like, serial kill again. And then you're still upset that you didn't get mercy. Like, are we not putting one and one together to get two? Do you do you now we? understand why you why weren't given we? mercy? No. Because you would have just been in jail honest. murdering people. You'd been making shanks out of your toothbrush and would have been stabbing people. They would have had to have put you in the hole. For the rest of your life. Like, like shout out to Sisters Who Kill podcast. Um, they are like they're a black woman podcast um that talk about like black women who kill. Hooray! Cause you know, Hooray. true crime podcast is saturated by white women. Um, but they have this segment on their show that's called like parole or no parole. And <laughs> I mean Lock that motherfucker up. Throw away the key. No. He got exactly what he deserved. Exactly what he deserved. And he's upset. And I'm like, how are you upset? How? Explain to me how you are upset. Like, you are out here. You've been out of the jail for two days. 24? You've already, you've killed two people and attempted a third because you are upset that you weren't given life. Like, you don't... No, why would he? So we go to this the scene and Prue was like, look, you dumb hoe. You lied to me. And I had to hear it from our suspect? From a ghost? I had to find out that you were a liar from somebody who's not even on the same plane that we are? Bro. Bruh. And she's like, I've already apologized for that. 
And Prue is like, but you could have been truthful. Like you were given so many opportunities to be truthful and you couldn't do it. And here goes Phoebe playing the victim. I feel like if I had told you the truth, you would have gone ballistic. And so I figured I would just save myself. And Prue is like, but why would I have gone ballistic? Would I have been upset that you didn't get the groceries because you went to Alcatraz? Yes. But if you had yes. told me that there was a mass murderer that you have locked eyes with who crossed the water? No. To continue to kill again? Like, we could have then put the groceries aside and figured this out sooner than later. Like, you had a target on your back and you didn't let anybody no. know. Because you knew that you were in a place that you shouldn't have. Phoebe then tells Prue, the reason why you're really mad at me is because I was slacking off, which is pretty much what I do every day, right? And I yes. really wish Prue would have been like, yes. Yes. What do you do? What do you do? Tell me, what is it that you do? I really wish, and I, I and Prue being the bigger sister is like, I'm a, like, Prue's like, I don't even understand where all this is coming from because I thought we were trying to fight a ghost. And my conversation with you is, why do I have to hear from a ghost that you went to Alcatraz? And Phoebe's just going in and she's like, you're pissed because I didn't do the grocery shopping or pick up your dry cleaning or whatever else that you put in that stupid list. And Prue goes, well, I'm sorry that I asked you to do things around the house because I have a job. Yeah. And then that's where she's like, and there it is. You just couldn't wait to say the W word. Work, work, work. You just couldn't wait to throw it in my face. No, and I'm then, literally talking about the reality of the situation. I don't The have reality time. of the situation. And I, because let's be honest, an auction job. <laughs> like being an auctioneer or working in an auctioneer isn't a nine to five. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. And she has to juggle. You're calling me for stupid shit and juggling demons. And Phoebe's just like, well, when's the last time you went grocery shopping or vacuumed the house or waited all day for the cable guy to show up? And I wanted to be, when's the last time you paid for the grocery shopping or paid for the vacuum or paid for the cable let's bill? Be honest, like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let him pay for it. Contribute it. When was the last time you added anything to the household fund? When you've paid you for only, nothing, and I you only got a job to get me a birthday gift. Wow, big whoop! That was how long ago, right? Right, I really I, I would have been like, Well, I might not have contributed to the household, don't act like you're the only one in this house that contributes to the house because Piper has a job and still comes home and cooks and makes coffee in the morning. And cleans like you don't do anything, and it's not like it's not like she's saying, "Oh, well, during the eight hours that I have, like you guys have me doing all this stuff, and I'm not applying for jobs, like because you're not doing that. Like you didn't go, oh, crumble, crumble the list because I have to go apply for a job or go to an interview. You crumble the list so that you can go with Marianne Alcatraz, and like, and I understand. I was that, trying. Like, I was trying hunting, to give her. No, nope. I was trying to give her nope. no, no, no. Here's a no, no, no. Let me let me get it out. I was trying to give her like a sliver of grace because as somebody who was unemployed, it is like, and for as long as I was unemployed with COVID, it is kind of like like you're in the house. It's just assumed that you're gonna do everything because what else can you do? And like it's it's demoralizing because it's like, well, you ain't got shit going on in your like that. 
no matter right. how you phrase right. it, it's going to come off as you ain't got shit going on with your life. You you might as well. And yeah, that is fucked up. But guess what? I was still looking for jobs. I was working on my gal. I was cleaning the house. I was or at least trying to make sure the house wasn't as janky as it could have been. I was cooking dinners. I was meal prepping. So even on my, my lazy fucking days, I can just toss something in the oven and <laughs> be like, all right, cool. Like you don't do like did you, did you hear the main thing you said though? On top of all of that, you were applying for jobs. And I she think what it is in her hostility where everybody else is working and she's not working. And so she's taking it out on her. But you're not looking. Or like and you've it, never seen you've seen maybe once or twice where she's like, I have to go find a job. And that was once for Prue's birthday. That's what I, and I literally said this. That when was for it Prue's was birthday. Line. And then it was with Rex. Oh. And then it was with and Rex. Was like, and that was it. No, it was at the auction house. Not with Rex, but like it was with Christina Milian. And they were like, she can't, she doesn't want to work there anymore because um, the opportunity for her to get like a premonition is too great. Um, okay, so there's I mean, the probability, the probability, remember, of so before getting... that, Rex mm-hmm. called her and was like, Oh, I think you know, I might have a job for you, and that's oh, when he called her to the house. But the, I don't even count that one because it wasn't even really a job. And then again, so same when it was a fortune teller thing, I was like, So you're only getting she didn't even stick job. with that. No, the point of the job was specifically to get Prue a birthday gift because she always got her like a card a week late. And my question in that episode was, and you can, anybody who wants to can go back. I asked that question and I was like, so what happens after Prue's birthday? Because And the guy, didn't the guy say like, you could come and still work for me, blah, 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 blah. Like she had an open door to at least do that. And I think and I what it is. How that's like. That's not and, like self-fulfilling because you don't have no money. Like this whole argument just really irritated me because, and she doesn't, you know, finally Prue admits like, you know, I'm upset with you. Like maybe you're right that I'm upset that you don't work, but I think she has all right to be because even the little things that I do ask you to do in the house, you don't do, or you do it with an argument or you bruh, do it half ass. Bruh, 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 Prue conceded and I no, was mad. <laughs> nah, not even just that. Let's be honest. She's her chauffeur too. Like, yeah. you always want to wait for shit until like. It's so fucked up. Like I, it's I feel so bad for Prue in this episode in this instance because because she has an, like a reputation of being hostile or being quick to judge. Anybody who hears about any potential argument is automatically going to take Phoebe's side without listening to like the whole facts and even after you get the whole facts it's always gonna be well well, you know baby like they always baby her and like no you like she's a she's not a child she's an adult she's a crime fighting witch she puts herself in like dangerous situations weekly you gotta take the kids glove off and it's just yeah it's and i think what it is is and i feel like if they had done it better if there was like a woman in the room, because what it actually is, is Phoebe is frustrated with herself. Yeah. She doesn't have any, she doesn't have any drive or ambition. She is lost. She is floundering and doesn't, she doesn't have a sense of direction. And And you see that when um, 
Piper calls and Piper's like, uh, Phoebe asks Piper, how's Hawaii? And she says, I mean, Piper's not because you see Piper sitting down and drinking. Mm -hmm. But she goes, I haven't stopped working since I got off the plane. And Phoebe's like, sure, rub it in. And then they kind of wrap up that call really quickly. But Mm -hmm. that's where you see that this is an inner problem. This has nothing to do do with anybody else. That's what I'm saying. Like, I understand, like, it is frustrating. I understand, like, it's, this is, this feels like, um, you're in college and you just don't know what your next step is or what your next move is. And everybody is like, well, I'm applying to grad school or I'm going to law school or I'm going to medical school. And you just like, well, here I am with my communications degree. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do here. And that's not a shout out people who have a communications degree. That's literally me. Um, (laughs) It's just like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like, I don't have a plan. I don't like everybody else is moving and everybody else is doing stuff, but I don't have, I don't have a plan. And and just watching everybody like pass you by is frustrating. But again, that is an internal conflict that they literally could have wrote. Like, again, they didn't need Phoebe to be at Alcatraz for us to get the Alcatraz aspect. And she didn't need to lie about being an Alcatraz to have this conflict either because it was an internal conflict. Yeah, yeah. This is something, I mean, I think it happened with Prue because of their past issues. And I don't and I think it, Piper it's would have been anyway because Piper would have been like, bitch, I got to go to work. I don't have time for this. <laughs> like she I, does you know what else. it is? <laughs> I know, you know what it is? I... It's because she knows that Prue, like, no matter what the situation is, Prue will be looked at as the aggressor, and right. she's taking advantage Which is of what that. Which is exactly and what she's saying. Right. That don't sit right with us, especially. <laughs> like, I, I thought yeah. we could escape the black trauma, but I guess we can't. <laughs> I, I think that's yeah. I think that's why we're coming to her that's, defense. I and that's exactly that before, like is. I'm upset that she conceded. I understand that she concedes because there's a bigger thing at hand here where Jackson is still killing and they can't stop him. And so we they move past that for the time being to kind of focus on Jackson mm-hmm. because he's gonna continue killing innocent people. And so Prue's like, Well, did we um Phoebe asked her if we just reached a compromise and or excuse it's me, on a compromise asked, if you got exactly what you wanted, but okay. Right, right. And I think that's what... Uh, it. I, we could talk about this for forever, and I feel like we have talked about this for a while. Yeah, like I told you, like... like in free pro. She's annoying. Um, that's what I, so that's, Andy, yeah, and now that we have identified it, it's just what yeah, it is. It's weaponizing yeah. confidence, gaslighting, manipulating... And using, I mean, if we're, it's it's the fucking thing from Law and Order where he's like, um, they t- why they turned it into a hate crime because she used like the what is I'm blanking on the word, but like she used like this like the stereotypes against Prue against her, right. which makes it a hate crime, and because she did it to Prue and it affects me and I hated it, it is also a hate crime. <laughs> So Andy and Miss Biederman here, um, they're going to put her up in, in a hotel with police protection. 
um Miss Peterman's like, I'm not going crazy, right? Like it's not me, I'm not Cino. And I love and this like, scene. Nope. I love it because she like she's definitely scared for her life, but she's just like, please don't let these kids have another reason to put me in a home. I know I'm not right, crazy. Right. I know. Right. Also, so you've seen it too, baby. I think she was smart enough to like not say anything because he's mm-hmm. like, let's just keep it our secret. So I mean, you have also a witness who's like, one plus one is weird. So I'm just gonna keep mm-hmm. it to myself. And not say anything. And uh, then I think it also adds to it helps Andy come to a realization because how do you explain this? Like how right. like you were mad at Prue for all like for weeks, but you it, it finally gives him a chance to walk in her shoes. And I think and that's you see what that in needed. the next scene with Morris, because Morris mm-hmm. is just like you walked out of here with the file and come back here with somebody who's been attacked. It don't make any sense, and you're not telling me what's going on. And that's now when we find out that investigation, um, internal affairs has been doing investigations on him. And they interviewed Morris for over two hours, but they wouldn't tell him what it was about. So he's like, "Just watch your back," because all of this is really weird. And that's, that's so what I was saying he, earlier. What I think, like he. He had internal affairs, or somebody like said something to him about internal affairs and his partner, right. and he was just like, "Oh fuck, they watching us." Right. And I think that it had it literally was probably him trying to protect Andy, but because the writers are the writers, it just came off very ham hockey and cool. Right. So Phoebe and Prue are in the kitchen. Um, they're still talking about the same spell. Um, mm-hmm. about vanquishing the evil spirit. Um, but to get to vanquish him, they still have to find out where he is. And so they're going to do a alluring spell that lures mm-hmm. an evil spirit where they take a potion and pour it over their grave. Um, we find out that he's been interred at his family museum in Palo Alto. And, and that, then, look, he is a serial killer, and they still let him in the family tomb. Bruh, white man is always. I felt the same up. thing too. I was just like, this was, and when they got there too, and it was the a nice mausoleum. Right, that's this is the next scene where um, they hear noises. Prue thinks it's like, oh, it's probably a zombie or vampire, and that's when uh, Phoebe goes, "Where's Buffy? Where's when Buffy? You need her." You need we get to this. It's a very. It's like all marble. Mm-hmm. It's engraved in black. I was like, so the family had money, and he was. I mean, this happens all the time. But the family has money, and he was still a psychopath. Um, there, they put the picture on it. They do the potion. The plaque starts to melt. But I was just like, that's such a really nice place to put him because I don't know if if I had a sociopath in my family who was a serial killer, if I would necessarily inter them into the family I mausoleum. I would but, not. you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So we go to Jackson and he's like walking behind somebody, mm-hmm. probably going to kill them, getting ready to kill him. And yeah. it looks as if his, he like, he's in pain, rips open his shirt and like his skin starts to like bubble and all that stuff. And the soul collector mm-hmm. shows up and is like, see, oh, it sucks. You should have helped me when you had the chance, right? And he's like, well, I'll help you now. And that's when she tells him to visit the grave. So now now, now he wants to help the soul collector because it benefits him. But before he was out here. I mean, ain't that how it is? 
You're right. He's still a man at the end of the day, dead or alive. So Prue's, um, Andy's at his desk. He gets Prue's file. He wants to give it to her. So he calls her, lets her know, like, I have something for you. Mm-hmm. I'll explain when I get there. And then internal affairs shows up. And then they start to, they take him back to their office and they start to investigate him. And this is what bothers me. We talked about this briefly in pre So yeah, um, what they do is they start mentioning Andy's previous cases, including Jeremy's, um, Jeremy's cases, which, wow, they've been, they went all the way back to Jeremy. That's episode one. Um, Gavin's murder spree, Whitaker Berman's dream murders, and Barbus. So yeah. Dream Sorcerer, um, the, what was that? From Fair to Eternity and the pilot episode. Oh, no, and the artist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, are we? can we really tie Andy to Jeremy? Because he's a serial killer. And if we know anything about serial killers, or those cops did, did their jobs. They, Which is what bothers like, me here. Because, because cops don't solve cases. So why do not even care? just that. Not even just that. Like, if he's a serial killer, and what happens with serial killers who don't get caught is they just move on to the next town. So it's not necessarily, like... Like, did y'all have Jeremy in, his, in y'all crosshairs? Did y'all find, like, some DNA? Like, what did you, like... Because that's the only way that he could be blamed for anything that Jeremy did. Now, <laughs> the, what was that? Was Gavin the photo, uh, photographer? Or was that Javna? Yes. Okay. I don't remember. Gavin Javna. I thought Javna Whatever. was the photographer. Either so, way. The whole thing. Oh, Gavin this is thing. the, um. I know who Gavin is. Gavin is the one with the crystal sword. Thought that was Luther. But the guy he killed Luther Stubbs, but Gavin is the one who killed Luther. You don't remember anything, but yeah, I would like I put it together. It's the guy with the crystal sword. It's Jeremy and um, Dream Sorcerer. Which how are you blaming? How are you blaming Andy for Dream Sorcerer? The fact that they're blaming any for anything is the problem because cops don't solve cases. And just last week, he was hailed as this big hero. Hero, yeah. So let's be honest, they wouldn't want to diminish. He brought too much like good light to the department for fighting those kids. So they wouldn't want to. Um, if mm, let's be honest, they should be going after Morris if this is if they wanted to play it that way. Because all these cases, and he'd be taking all this time right after. Come on. Exactly. So, But you do but... find out that he's been they've been talking to other people because um, they say that you specialize in, and then they go, what did the inspector Blakely say? And the so freaky, freaky cases. cases. And, but they do. They say, are you covering for somebody? Is it Morris? He says, don't hang this on Morris. And he's like, well, then who do we hang it on? And he's like, I've already told you the situation. I've told you my story. And if you don't believe me, you can just charge me, take my hardware and drop dead. And he grabs the briefcase and storms out the room, which is. I mean, 
understanding what happens in the next two episodes, I understand the whole internal affairs investigation, but it makes no sense because cops don't solve cases. And he just last week was hailed as a hero. So so this should have been more of a season two thing than a season one thing, one. Right, right. Because what should have happened is if they were going to do it this week, considering how this season plays out, last week's episode should have been, should have ended with the introduction of the, um, of internal affairs. I can see that. Because what would have happened was all that spotlight would have been on Andy and they would have been like, like, hero cops solves a 20 year connection or whatever. Because again, with the whatever they're called, the Grimlocks, they did it twenty years and then they did it again. So, right, it would have right. been it would have been more it would have flowed better and made better sense to end the episode because they're not the same way they end every episode with like a little teaser. They should have ended it last week with the introduction of that and then start picking it up here because at least it would have it wouldn't have felt as rushed. Or and it would have flowed better because yeah, it makes sense yeah. that like he finally gets attention, so it brings when you remember all attention and good attention. So, so we're in the kitchen now, and Prue is making the potion for the killer cocktail, which is going to stop the heart immediately. Um, she learned to do it in the Book of Shadows. Whoever takes it needs to be revived by CPR, but it has to be done within four minutes to avoid brain damage. I don't want to keep that in mind because I brought up earlier that Phoebe is useless. Um, yeah, we can bring it up right here because she literally asked, how did you know about this? And she was like, yeah, the Book of Shadows. I'm not even, talking, like, I'm not even talking about that. That's not I can do it. And she was like, where are you working? <laughs> so here's the thing, though. You don't, you claim to not work because your work is studying the Book of Shadows, but you don't know about this spell but your job is to study the book of shadows right because you've used that as an excuse before i mean book of shadows is big so i i can understand that no but if your job if you're like oh i want to i know well it's fine she just she's annoying (laughs) so um they end up deciding they end up trying to figure out who has to save the spell and take the killer cocktail. Prue says, I'll do it. But Phoebe wants to get a coin, flip heads or tails, not using Prue's power. Mm-hmm. Prue says, tails, she wins. Phoebe goes, that means you lose. Again, only if you don't revive me. So she goes, Phoebe goes, I wish Piper was here because she's the swing vote, the voice of reason. And this is where they kind of wrap up their drama because we don't know if Prue's going to come back. And she's like, I, I probably do take you for granted and not just for what you do around the house either. And Phoebe's smarmy about it and says, you're just saying that because you're going to die. And she's like, no, I think you were right. I was upset because I thought you were slacking off. But the truth is that you weren't, but she was. Um, and she was just trying to find out who the ghost was. And thank God you did. But we didn't need her to she find out who the ghost was. Because we literally got it from but, Andy. Right, right. Uh, and then Phoebe admits that... She's upset with herself for not working for a living. And then they keep going back and forth. Claire calls. Prue is late. She is now fired. 
Um, but we don't even have time to process that because right after that happened, Jackson walks through the wall, um, smashes something. He goes to, he smashes like a bottle, right? And like goes a, to throw it. it. It was. I think he was trying to stab her. Like he's trying to like stab her from the back. Like, like he got like a like a crystal okay. bottle. Like you know how like how Wesley yeah. did. He put in like they transfer their liquor from another bottle. Like it's a decanter. He put up like a decanter. Like a decanter. Yeah. And like yeah. try to stab her with it. And then Prue disarms him, I'm assuming. So Prue tells Phoebe to duck. Mm-hmm. Phoebe goes, I got him. You just hurry. So she, as they're tussling, uh, Prue takes a cocktail and collapses to the floor. But Jackson hits Phoebe over the head and is knocked unconscious. So the one thing that we needed you to do was to stay the fuck awake. And you could What happened to do those that. fucking... Um... Martial art classes you were taking. <laughs> Those martial art classes you put on that credit card that you don't pay for. So Jackson turns around and sees uh, the, uh, Prue on the floor now. And he's like, "This is too, you're making this too easy. But then Prue's spirit starts to float up. And he's like, he what? She like, starts saying the like whole ass. eye cutter. He does. He grabs a pie cutter to stab her with. I was like, oh, okay. So she starts to do the chant, the ashes, the ashes, spirit to spirit, take the soul and banish his evil. Andy comes in. Andy doesn't, he he opens, doesn't even knock or ring the bell. He kind of like opens the door, asks if he was home, but sees Phoebe's body on the floor. Mm-hmm. So automatically his cop senses kick in. He rushes, sees Phoebe, <laughs> leaves Phoebe and runs to Prue, which you know what? Honestly, I would have done the same thing. Fuck you. <laughs> But as this is still going on, she's still doing the chanting and you start to see Jackson like bubble up and start to fade away. Um, he's, Andy, Andy starts, starts to, to do CPR. She's Prue, not yet. I just want to pause here really quickly because this is the slowest chanting I've ever seen her do. Like, y'all, like, the you have four chanting. minutes. You have four minutes. Wrap this up. And I know it's done for Andy's benefit, but like, she could have been like she could have got the first two out, and then he could have came on the third. Like she barely gets the like the first one out before he starts giving her CPR. Right, right. He doesn't hear her say, "Andy, don't not yet." Jackson's like, "This is great. I get to kill a cop." So goes to like, <laughs> this is when he grabs the cake server. So mm-hmm. he goes to like stab him. He doesn't hear her say, "Andy, don't not yet," but hears Andy behind you. He turns. And grabs the cake server from Jackson. We finally like hear him say the final time. Yeah, so his fingerprints aren't on it. Um, and then that's when Jackson finally gets vanquished. The soul collector grabs his soul. Prue sees the soul collector and was like, I was hoping to take you or your sister, but it looks like your soul is safe for now. Andy does CPR. She wakes up. Uh, and then Phoebe like, what happened? Is the ghost toast? And I, ha 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 ha! Shut the fuck up. Like the one thing that we needed you to do was to stay alive for four minutes, so that or to stay conscious for four minutes, so that you can bring me back. And if Andy hadn't shown up, I would have been dead. So you're useless. You're so fucking useless. Just I... yeah. Just useless. Just all the rant and raving and all the things that you're supposed to be doing and need to do and all of that stuff. The one time, like, 
and oh, I have a power. I have a power too. And you got knocked out within 35 seconds of this fight, bro. <laughs> she is the literal worst. And I can't wait to be like, <laughs> I can't wait to be rid of her. <laughs> like, I just can't wait for her to mature because this shit is fucking annoying. And like, yeah. this episode, yeah. I mean, obviously, this episode was very. It was very well acted. It just wasn't structurally put together properly in some places. Um, right. And like I said, we didn't. We could have came to the same. Ve- we could have came to the same conclusion without taking this route. It would have had a much better episode. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of maturity, she gets her soul back in her body and immediately goes to get her job back. So Prue is begging Claire to get her job back and Andy comes in and basically saves her ass and tells her that the reason why she was late um, and has been for the last couple of days is because she was helping them with a uh, a sting operation for an Asian gang smuggling exotic jewelry and she couldn't compromise her cover. And so Andy helped uh, Prue save her job. And this is where the demise of their relationship is official. He tells her that in the end of the, at the end of the day, he wants a white picket fence, two car garage, a nice boring life, and he's never going to get that with her. And as much as he loves her, it's not it. It's over, baby. It's officially over. And he says yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter if it takes a week, a month, a year. He knows what he wants, and he knows that demon hunting yeah. ain't it. Yeah. So they hug. You see Phoebe and Prue getting the groceries and bringing them into the kitchen. And that, the heartburn that I felt from that, like, I just almost died. You didn't save me. I had to go to work and save my job. And I still had to come home and help you do groceries to ease whatever you're dealing with internally. Go fuck yourself, Phoebe. And if we're being honest, if I was Piper... I would be tight. I would be tight too. Cause Piper walks in. I'll be not tight because I just came from Hawaii, so my vacation is like uh, fresh on my brain. But like, sis, I asked you to go grocery shopping days ago. Days ago. And why is why is Prue helping you? Which means you didn't do anything else that I asked you to either. So thank you. Cause now I probably gotta go and pay for a missed cancellation, a missed appointment with my hair. So thank you for making me lose money. Also, the garden you. maybe look the garden probably looks janky because you didn't give those notes. The cable yep, didn't get yep. paid. So I'm probably gonna be hit with yep. a late fee and a reconnection fee yep. Yep, per yep. television in the house. Like, girl. Um, but yeah. what's actually cute about this scene is Piper mentioned that she felt something was wrong at home while on her business. Wait, wait, wait. Before home- Piper, before Piper, uh, we do find out that Andy did was able to give Phoebe, um, Prue the file that he had on her. And she burned she it. She did burn it. And then we hear, we they do kind of talk about the fact that Andy was able to hear her ghost. Um, so. Now you can like, talk oh. about Piper. Yeah. So Piper walks in and she's like, lays for everybody, blah, blah, blah. Um, she mentioned that while she was in Hawaii, she felt that something was wrong. Um, and this is supposed to symbol that the bond between the sisters are growing because they can feel each yeah, other's whatever. pain. And I feel like that's bullshit because if it feels that Piper's fucking powers are growing because she can feel like the uh, animosity growing, but. 
Phoebe, like, which is crazy because we, okay, um, spoiler alert, um, Phoebe's powers grows and it also includes her being an empath, which is what, what is alluded to when she feels, um, Iris Biederman dying. So you shouldn't, like, these things are there. So like, (laughs) it's just funny that they gave like the most selfish character, like an empath role. Like, well, you know what? Most narcissists be trying to act like they empath, so you're it right. makes sense. It makes a hundred percent sense. Wrapping this up, um, the love interest chemistry. I actually gave this a seven out of ten. I am. It's so heartbreaking. I'm so happy that we got a resolution. I'm. I was so over it. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy about the resolution. It's very heartbreaking because. Even now, he had the time to finally, like... Sit with it? Sort through his emotions and sit with it. And it was still the same thing that she got from the Truth Bell. Mm-hmm. But they're still friends. And, you know, he's going to help her for as long as he can. And I appreciate that. Yeah, and I feel like that's... That, that's all that we could have asked for. And I feel that, like... There, there's nothing... It, it gives a good ending to the will they won't they chapter yeah and opens up a good um friendship it opens a good friendship within the police department yeah yeah um, i feel like we've already addressed what we would have done in this episode multiple times fuck that bitch phoebe so. I've, already said the tweak, I've, I've already said the tweaks i made which would literally just be Again, we didn't need Phoebe going to Alcatraz for us to get mm-hmm. that plot point. And we didn't no. need, like... We, we didn't need Phoebe had... at all. If you really want to be honest, th- there was no need for her in this episode. Every we time really she was supposed to through, she didn't. That internal conflict should have just been handled better because for all the she traumatic died. reasons, all the traumatic reasons we have already rehashed. So um, I'm going to give this Six out of ten empty tampox boxes because she also didn't get the tampons. She did not get the tampons. I'm going to give it a good seven and a half uh, ectoplasm fingerprints. I think the visceral. I don't. I, there's not that many episodes um, this season that have given me such a visceral reaction. Um, and so I think for that, it was well written. Because Phoebe is a crazy narcissistic bitch. So Yeah. It and it doesn't ever it I mean we've we I mean we never still let watch Again, this literally, show and it never changes. I literally said that like I've watched this episode four times in four years. And every time this episode comes on, I have a visceral reaction because it's so bad. Like her behavior is so atrocious. And I'm so happy that I finally have like something. I have a reason why it's so bad in my head yeah. at least. Um, yeah. Phoebe's behavior was like very distracting. And that's why I gave it a six. But like. She was useless very, this entire episode. Very gritty, very dark, very like, oh, wow. I love finally getting a resolution on like the Ross and Rachel, the Pam and Jim, this bullshit. The, the, like, I'm happy. We know for once we'd have, uh, I'm happy to see where this goes. I know we only have what, two more episodes left this season. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy to see where this acceptance takes us. I know where this acceptance takes us. Uh, I just mm-hmm. will say that we get there when we get there. Um, God, this was a hard episode to watch. This is a hard episode to dissect. Um, guys, I'm going to go get something to drink that's hard and has liquor <laughs> in it um, and get something to eat because I don't know if you guys have heard, but my stomach was crawling this entire time. But some witches be hoes, blessed be. And some hoes be witches, blessed be. You know some man said that to me on the street the other day? Blessed be or hoes be witches? Blessed be. Some black man came on, he was like, have a good day, my sister. Blessed be. And I was like, what the hell? Do you listen to the podcast? At least he didn't hit you with may your son like ever rise in the east or whatever they fuck they say. <laughs> oh, anyway, but I love it. Maybe people know that, like, oh god, there's a black Jewish witch because I can say blessed be to her. I don't know, it's weird, but you it's very you weird getting accosted with that on the street. Bye guys, we'll see you next week for episode 20. I'm hungry. Bye. <laughs>